0: 125 of the platformers. I'm your host Brian Barnett, and I'm Joshua Mobley. <laughs> uh, I am 87 hours into Anthem.
1: Oh God, you hate yourself. <laughs> so let's. uh How you so feeling about running that hundredth stronghold?
0: <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I haven't actually run that many strongholds yet. Oh my God, what are you even doing? That's like. I'm. A lot of that is like, here, let me, let me, okay. So so for those of you who don't know, I am, I am working on the IGN wiki for Anthem. So if you need help, if you need advice, if you want to know what sorts of things the different javelins are good at, what sorts of weapons that they can equip, like all the sorts of class abilities and, and ultimates and all that sort of stuff, head over and check out uh, the IGN wiki for Anthem. It's pretty good. I'm working with an all-star team. Working with Miranda and Angie and John, are definitely
1: getting your game on.
0: <laughs> yes, so a lot of that has been like me, me finding collectibles and yeah. So if you if you're trying to look for like where the collectibles are and that sort of thing, I've done a lot of work on that. Also, um, the weapons freaking database and all that sort of stuff, all the javelin uh, stuff. What? So so I know that you've also played a bunch of uh, a bunch of Anthem. What's I have. your have you, have you played all four of the Javelins? Yeah, I have. Um,
1: so far, I, I honestly have been playing a lot of Ranger lately. It's not my favorite. It's just what I ended up doing. And then it got so geared out that I'm like, I might as well stick with this until I get you know more uh, blueprints, which I have a lot of things to say about. Um, but, you know uh i've i've played a lot i want to go back to my um interceptor because that was my favorite it was really? the one. it was the one that reminded me the most of warframe because you're always like moving and jumping around and flying and doing very like ninja stuff yeah um it's funny though i i have i have a lot of problems with anthem and we'll get into them but it's it's fun it's funny because they launched a new warframe patch uh this week that has like all this new it's almost like a battle pass but it's free and it's just they're just like hey play the game like get 500 enemy kills and you'll get these points that you use on a track that will get you these other things and you can buy old cosmetic items that you can't get anymore and like old things that you used to be able to get and some new stuff and, and it's totally free so i was like all right i'll jump in there and within like five minutes of playing warframe i was like Oh yeah, this is what an awesome game feels like. It's like this game mm. rocks. It's, like, it's so good. And then it's like I go back to Anthem, and I'm just like, ah, like there's a good game in here somewhere, but it is not, has not been chiseled out of the marble quite yet,
0: you know. So funny. It it is so funny. Not only with your with your kind of thoughts on, I I was assured, I was completely self-assured that you were going to talk about the Storm as being your favorite. Uh, Storm uh, is cool, but
1: like I, the thing I am not huge on it is the floating, like and it's not even that I like. That's like my that's
0: like literally my favorite part. That's the see, one part that I miss when I play on If you're all the into
1: the like I'm high above everyone, you know I'm better than you, raining down hellfire. Then that's cool. I, I I'm not She's as into so that. Yeah like i want to get yeah. in there i'm very i like i like very aggressive quick fast play styles and that's why i like the Oh my god!
0: so the colossus is like your worst nightmare
1: that's the funny thing i thought the colossus was going to be my favorite and i ended up not liking it really at all i haven't played yeah, I it don't... i haven't yeah. played it in the full release yet but yeah i'm not a big fan of like the shield like I think when you're holding your big shield, you should be able to hold at least a pistol. Like, come on.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? But the the funny thing about that is that is that the Colossus can't use pistols. They can't use they can't use machine pistols and they can't use heavy pistols. Well, but to compensate for that, they have exclusive weapons like the right. autocannon and big, the grenade launcher.
1: They have the big chain gun and
0: all that. Yeah. And the grenade launcher, which yeah, I, I got guess, a masterwork grenade know. launcher which is like ridiculous. I haven't
1: gotten a single masterwork yet. I've gotten not 3, at all. I think. I haven't gotten a, um, a single legendary masterwork, nothing.
0: Like and I've been playing a lot. I I got two legendaries with the Legion of Dawn um, pack that I got as as part of the code. One of them, they're they're both like level 18 or something. They're not yeah, great. They're I got one of those endgame.
1: as like a pre-order bonus.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, um, but uh, I got
1: I got three. Uh, I used it for a little bit. I got
0: three masterworks. I got uh, one grenade launcher masterwork, uh, which is only usable by the Colossus. Um, I forget what it's called. I got one auto rifle, uh, one assault rifle um, masterwork that's pretty good. It uh, it like increases the elemental damage that you deal. Mm-hmm. Um, like every time you hit an enemy with elemental damage, which I think the I think the assault rifle itself does. So basically like you just ramp up this rolling, uh, stack of like 20 stacks of damage. Each one increases your damage, your elemental damage by like 5% or something. Mm -hmm. So you end up doing like double damage with elemental abilities and stuff, which is great. Um, and that's fun. My favorite one though, is there's a scout rifle. Uh, there's a marksman marksman rifle, which is a modified and upgraded version of the scout, uh, weapon. Um, and I forget what it's called. It's called, like, um, Thunder of Ivenya or something like that, and there's a 33% chance for it to deal, like, a 1,000 lightning damage in addition to its normal shot, Mm -hmm. and it procs all the time. So it just... And not only that, but it, it like, hits, like, kind of hardened targets. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're dealing damage on, like, um, a Titan uh, or an Ursix or one of the tougher enemies... Like that, or even if you're just shooting uh, an enemy colossus with their shield up, like if you can get uh, on like a vulnerable spot, like you can deal, you can just chew through them. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, master, see, I, I cool. have not
1: had any of those experiences yet. I'm, I'm also like at I've max level, so I'm not. Um, I'm like level twenty three or something. Yeah, I, I honestly like after getting to the end game. I have kind of had my motivations like just dashed. Like I I was my original thing was like I'm going to at least get to grandmaster 1 and like see what this game is like,
0: you know? Fully. It's freaking hard. It's freaking super hard. Yeah. Like fighting fight so right now I'm trying to find uh grenade launchers so that I can like get some capture and stuff like that and get that out. So that 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 is a work concern. The Colossus is maybe it's, it's either my second or third favorite javelin. My, my personal favorite. The funny thing about you talking about the ranger and stuff like that is the ranger is my favorite. I didn't think that was going to be the case. Um, it, it feels like an all rounder that is adaptable in a bunch of different scenarios, which is kind of the point. And I really like that. I also just like the abilities that it has, like being able to set things up, being able to set up combos with abilities like inferno grenade, and then combo damage off of that with, like, Seeker Missile or Blast Missile or, or uh, Pulse Blast or something like that. Actually, I don't, I don't think Seeker Missile combos, but Blast Missile does. does. One of them does, uh, but... Blast Missile does. Um, and Seeker Missile trades that off for being homing. Um, but, like, those two abilities are, like, really fun uh, to use for me, and I really like the ultimate... Um, I still think that the storm's ultimate is the best is probably the strongest. Uh, but I think the Ranger ultimate is second best, not a fan of the Colossus one. Um, but yeah, interceptor is easily my least favorite. I, th- I think my second favorite is either storm or Colossus. There are a lot of problems I have with Colossus. Uh, like you can't dodge instead of the dodge button. You can just pull up a shield, but yeah. because they have that handheld shield, um, they don't have a regular like overshield like all the other classes do so the the quote unquote tankiest javelin uh, in the game doesn't even have an overshield, which means when you're fighting when when you're playing as a Colossus and you're fighting a Titan, an ancient Titan on Grandmaster, it is like a nightmare. Can we talk I'm about the Titans and how awful they are? Oh yeah, I, you want you want to talk about how you can't I, you full on can't damage them at all. I most I hate of the time? them. I think they're the
1: worst. Like here here's what I would do. Like I'm okay. I'm not a game designer, but I know thing. You know, I know fighting enemies. You know, I like I I know what feels good, right? I would I think you could say the same thing. You know, like in your heart, when yeah. you play something, you know it feels good. Fighting titans is not fun at all.
0: No, you have to dodge a lot of stuff. Yeah. You have to, you can only damage them in very specific, in very specific moments, uh, very small spots. areas, Yeah, very small areas that move really quickly as they're swinging their arms around. Yeah. Uh, and they're only available for very short windows. Like yeah. it is really frustrating.
1: And, and on top of that, they have seeking projectiles that overheat you. They have these big rings. They summon enemies nonstop. Like yeah. they're the worst. which, which
0: the the summoning enemies thing isn't a problem because it actually it actually helps you uh, because like you sure. can kill them then you can get ammo and you can get health upgrades which you are going to need a lot of both of those. Yeah. Because you're going to take a lot of damage if especially especially you if you are so not playing So much ammo. Yes, you're going to empty out all of your guns multiple times uh because uh, especially if you're playing a Colossus because you can't freaking dodge. Right. Like if you're playing an Interceptor or um or a Storm or you're playing if, so if you're playing literally a, a anything Ranger, else. <laughs> literally <laughs> anything else. If you're playing a Storm, you can actually hover above the ring of fire abilities that it will throw out, but it'll still get you with the with the homing explosions. Um except as a Storm, your hover costs so little that you can just like move out of the way. Right. You can just glide left or right just out of the way. That's actually not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um with the ranger, you have to use your dodges and your jumps judiciously, but your double jump has a good enough height on it that like you can just like jump through the rings like you're fighting the yellow devil in Mega Man. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um uh, the, the Interceptor I, I I hate the Interceptor. I freaking I I really don't like it. I don't like any of its abilities. Uh, I think it's just a giant waste of space. There are certain classes that have. I, I don't know. There, there's some things that are in the game that are antithetical to what they purport to be. Like yeah. the whole Colossus is not being as tanky as the other one. Like, I actually think that the Ranger feels the most tanky. Um, because an- you need to be able to dodge in this game. Yeah. Like, there are benefits that the Colossus has. Like, for example, when you pull up your shield, you can do like a giant swinging melee attack. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it also deals a lot of damage. Also the melee for the Colossus deals damage in a 360 degree circle around them. So it has, the, it has easily the best melee in the game. If you don't count the interceptor who can just chain melee hits all day long and shred enemies without even needing guns or abilities. Yeah. Um, which that is like the coolest part about the interceptor. And they have like three dodges in the air, which is yeah. pretty awesome. Um, but it, it's, like, the enemies like the Ursics are cool, and they kind of feel like you're just fighting a giant... Uh, what's the what's the, the gorilla's name from Overwatch? Uh, Winston. When it, they feel like you're fighting Winston. It's like, oh, hold on, there's the Winston boss, where he's just going to yeah. throw a bunch of stuff at me and bound across the map like a giant like, gorilla. That
1: kind of stuff, yeah, it's fine. Uh, But then there's other they things. They need more attacks,
0: though. They literally only have two attacks. Yeah, the, the
1: okay. thing that is... Aside from the Titans being super frustrating, I feel like nothing in Anthem is egregious, but there's so much of it. Like it, it's a very much a death by a thousand cuts scenario. Yeah, I was,
0: yeah, I was just about to make that same yeah. like, that same analogy. Uh,
1: yeah. It's like there's so many um, little tiny things that just add up that make it an overall frustrating and not very like the game does not flow well, like. When you're fighting and you're at the correct power level, and the loot is actually like coming out, you know, fairly like good, you know, like you're getting every every two
0: packs, you're getting like an epic or something, which happens relatively frequently. Like they are pretty generous,
1: depending like on you know what you're doing. Like it's like when the loot is kind of flowing in your favor and you're at a correct power level and you're actually fighting stuff. Like the game feels good. The problem is that that only happens one out of every ten activities you're actually doing. Like, every other activity, I feel like, feels like such a slog. And not, And it's like, oh, I could play on normal where I feel strong, right? But then I don't get anything good. But if I play on hard, I feel like I am grasping at straws, like trying to feel strong. And this is a PvE-only game. You have no reason to balance around PvP I should have no reason to feel weak, right? Like, I should be like Diablo. Yeah, I'm like, like, I feel like Diablo is God. Like, Like, when you go to a too high difficulty, you know it because you die super fast or whatever. But, like, when you get, like, even when you're going a difficulty above, you still feel like I can do this, you know? It's like I have to pay attention, but I can do this if I, if I, if I actually play hard. If I want to be like very calm and just, you know, turn my brain off, I'll go to a lower difficulty. But, like, I'm like, like okay, Internet we're one. gonna we're gonna really push this <laughs> and push this greater rift up like two levels. Yeah, yeah. we can do it. We just really got to pay attention and really focus, right?
0: God, this makes me want to play some Diablo,
1: dude. I man, I I actually it is season it sixteen recently. right now. I know like, I we should do. It. I reinstalled it uh, like the other day, and I I have it on Switch, and I've been meaning to play it with some people. I haven't done it yet. Um,
0: I don't have it on Switch. I need to freaking oh, okay. figure that out.
1: It's alright. It's better on PC anyway. It's good on Switch, like. If I'm on an airplane and I've got three hours, I'm definitely gonna play some Diablo. But like, definitely would rather play it on PC. Yeah. Um, what's the other thing? With the like, I'm am just trying to think of like, there's so many little things that I could just complain about. Like, uh, why can't I fly forever? Like, at first I thought, oh, this must be a a loading thing. Like, you know, they need the world to load. So they it does it definitely does not seem like that. And it doesn't seem like that at all. So then it's like, then why am I why can
0: I only fly in these tiny spurts? Like this, is, Here's, this sucks. And then so this is a really yeah. interesting thing that I was thinking about about like in the world. Like, yeah. okay, we've got these giant mechs that can fly you at like ridiculous speeds. Like you are flying like hundreds of miles an hour. Yeah. Like literally hundreds of miles an hour, you are flying in these giant like even the Colossus like this thing weighs as much as a freaking like giant truck like it's like you're basically flying a construction uh vehicle through the sky you're flying Constructicon from Transformers (laughs) yeah and like and so like I I get it if that's like a Colossus thing but it's like these other ones you you're strapping a jetpack to somebody's back like we can do that now Like, just not, you know what I mean? Like, we, in this world, on Earth, can do that. Like, you can strap a freaking giant engine to somebody's back, and as long as you can keep them from roasting alive, you can just fly that crap as long as you want. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that it should overheat. Yeah. And and there's all of this other crazy technology in the Shaper Relics and stuff, and it's like, you couldn't make a freaking thing that doesn't overheat in five seconds? And here's the
1: other thing that is frustrating about that, too, is, like, you can't actually, like... the other thought i had was oh this must be a balancing thing they don't want you flying all the time right which i was like i can respect that but then when you actually play the game you can't like do anything while you're flying you can fly like that's it like the ranger can activate their ultimate and stuff Mm -hmm. but that's it the colossus can too yeah but you're not you can't shoot it while you're flying no, 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 no. You, you can, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, it then what's the one place. purpose of this? Like, why can't I just, why can't I just fly? Like, I, I, I don't understand it. You know, it, it, and, and, it then just... I, and then I go play, then I go again, go back to Warframe, hit the Plains of Eidolon. I'm like, all right, let me bust out my arc wing. And I'm just flying forever across this giant chasm. And I'm like going wherever I want. It's never going like, oh, you've, you're overheated. You better go to the ground. It's just like, no, keep going. Screw it. It feels awesome, doesn't it? And I'm like, yes, it feels awesome.
0: You know, there there yeah, and there are things that you can equip. Like, for example, there's one that's like, okay, reduces your your like engine expenditure by like 10%. There's another one that's yeah. like reduces your heat generation by like 35%. But it's like you have to equip those and those take up component slots, and component slots are really valuable. Like yeah. for the storm, you can get one that like adds two more combo hits to everything. So you can prime something once and then freaking hit it three times with a combo detonator and deal like a ridiculous amount of damage. Yeah. There's another one that's like deal deals, um, 50% additional combo damage. There are other ones that are like double the size of all your magazines. And it's like, they're really powerful components and you don't want to, I think you ultimately get like six slots. You don't want to have a third of your slots or even half. Cause I think there might be three different ones. Like dedicated to just flying, like fixing the problems. Especially when you can't
1: do anything while you're flying, like it doesn't it doesn't matter, right?
0: I I, honestly, I think that the storm is a prime example of why that wouldn't be a problem, because the the literally the gameplay mechanic of the storm is fly and float, because you we we should preface this by saying like there's a big difference between flying and floating yeah when you're when you're flying um you're just moving very quickly from place to place it's a movement thing entirely um and when you are hovering you're hovering in place you're expending a little bit less um kind of on your overheat gauge than you would be when you were flying normally not like flying and actually pushing it um Except when you're the storm, when the overheat gauge fills up incredibly slowly while you're hovering, because the whole point of the storm, uh, which is kind of like the wizard archetype in Anthem, yeah. uh, is you hover in place and hover around the battlefield and cast your spells from above, which feels really dynamic and interesting. And I wish that you could do that um, as like a ranger m- for a longer period of time. Yeah, it's because because like, let me tell you, you, can, you feel but like you freaking can do it for war like
1: machine. Two or three seconds. And then it's like, yeah,
0: yeah. You feel like freaking war machine. Like when you are throwing grenades down and firing your ultimate, like with a bunch of missiles, you're doing all these crazy things. You're throwing like poison darts and all this from on high. And then like opening up with like your assault rifle and all that sort of business. Like it feels awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know at first I thought it might've been like the world of Warcraft, um, like flying, unlocking, with new expansions where it was like, we want you to see everything that we made on the ground because it doesn't look nearly as impressive when you're just flying above it, which I disagree with because I think that in Anthem, everything looks way better than it does in WoW. The best thing about the game is how good it looks. Yes. And how it feels to fly around. So why would you cut, why would you, you know, hamstring yourself and not let you engage with like literally the thing that this game does best for the entirety of your time with it? Maybe it it might be a pathing thing um, with, like, enemies that couldn't attack you or something. But, like, so few enemies don't have ranged attacks that it doesn't really make sense for that not to be a thing. Like, you can fly an entire... Like, I I played as a Storm for a while. um, And if you're fighting an Ursix, they have two rock-throwing moves. One where they throw a big rock and one where they throw, like, a bunch of small rocks. And you got to watch out and you got to keep dodging left and right. And I think that that's still a fun way to play. Um, like, I don't think that that takes anything away from it when he can't just run up and punch you in the face. Like, I don't think that you're you're losing much. And I think that if you do feel like you're losing a lot, that should still be a player choice. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to play this way, it's, it's just like in Destiny. If you go and you do a, a strike boss that's like in the nightfall or something, it's super, super hard. Josh and I played when, uh, you know, before Destiny came out in, you know, in the alphas and the betas and all that sort of stuff. And then we played a ton after the game came out. There were things like the whatever mind where you go down into this bit and there was like this wall, this stone wall, and you would sit behind it until your shields recharge and then you would pop out and shoot a couple of times. Not the way you're supposed to play it, but you know what? We did that because that was the way you win. Was it fun? No, but at least that was a choice that we were able to make. it it didn't sit us into a fishbowl where we had to be sitting ducks all the time. Yeah. So that's player expression. Even when it's not great is better than not having the option. Yeah. And I feel like with the overheat mechanic, uh, Bioware has kind of taken a really cool option away from players like Josh and myself who might want it. I definitely want it as a Ranger. I want to be throwing grenades down from on high forever. Like, I'm never freaking landing. Yeah, like, and it's like I?
1: They, they almost... Like, Ranger is almost strange because I feel like all of the other uh, Javelins have a very distinct identity that the Ranger does not possess. And this coming from someone who's played 90% of the game as a Ranger. I think yeah, that... I agree. Like, they can do one thing that nobody else can do. They can activate their ultimate it mid-flight, like that should have been what the ranger was like the ranger should have been like the bombing run javelin where like you fly over the combat and you like can activate your abilities like oh i'm launching missiles while flying at full speed i'm launching all my ultimate missiles flying at full speed i'm like dropping things like while flying around that would have been awesome but they don't do that and like there is there there i don't know like i feel like i could talk about this game for an eternity and like we've only really been talking about gameplay stuff we haven't even talked about loading screens we haven't talked about the amount of bugs i've come into i've been playing on ps4 and it legit has hard crashed my ps4 multiple times like double digit times and and not just like oh the game crashed i mean like the whole console looks like it bricks and then has to do its whole like we're making sure nothing's broken thing and then has to like reboot and come back and then it comes back rebuilding the your database thing and all says stuff. like, yeah. yo, we encountered a very severe error. Do you want to report this to Sony? Like multiple times this has happened to me. Not only me, like it happened to, uh, some friends of mine too. Multiple times. Like it's very, that's a very, <laughs> that's a very bad thing to have happen. Um, I had a glitch.
0: I've, I've run into huh? two of those type of issues. Um, now, they didn't, like, force restart or lock up my computer, but yeah. where, like, Anthem just stopped responding and froze, and I had to, like, alt-F for it and that sort of a thing on PC. Also, yeah. it doesn't feel incredibly well-optimized because sometimes it will run butterly smooth, and then other times it's just, like, locking up and getting super framey, <laughs> and it's not necessarily just when things are getting crazy yeah, in combat.
1: it's not. They uh, Someone on the subreddit did a bunch of tests, and they did, like, a video showing that like i'm literally standing in a puddle and i'm turning like VSync on and off and like i'm not hitting 60 frames per second they're like this is my gear like i have a 2080 like nvidia and like all this stuff and they're like they're like this it's not working well and like i've seen some people say like it's taking a hundred percent of their, G- or their cpu power and stuff like that like it's not great it's not very well optimized for pc at all and i'm i'm not playing on pc um it runs okay on PS4 but boy the loading times are awful. Like not even just and the, and frequent. And frequent like uh it was Paul Tassi from Forbes had like the funniest tweet. He had a tweet was like, "Oh man, I got my first uh legendary or whatever and it's like a gun." And then the follow-up tweet was "Really not enjoying the 8-minute process it's taking to equip this." And it's like, yeah. yeah. Like why uh There was another post I saw on the Destiny subreddit recently that was like playing Anthem makes me um, really appreciate all the little things in Destiny. Like, sure, the loading screens in Destiny are probably just as long, but you can change all of your equipment and do other things like while that's happening. So, it doesn't feel like there's downtime, right? It's like, all right, I'm flying to Mars. Let me like move my guns around. I probably can delete that. It's like, "Oh, I got a triumph. Let me go click that off." And by the time you're like, Which, like done, you've pretty much come in to the thing, right? So then you're you don't feel like you've just been sitting there looking at the same three images because there's only three loading screen images yeah. for like 45 <laughs> minutes
0: of the game time because you feel like, "Oh, I'm doing stuff," right?
1: Like I'm, I'm I would
0: love to know how much yeah, of my 87 hours was spent looking at a load screen. I would love for that stuff. I bet you it's about uh, it's a good it's a significant portion. like it's I like bet, ten hours, you think? Maybe not that
1: high. I would say I bet you like five to seven hours, I bet of your time has been on loading
0: screens uh, the The interesting thing about that is that in destiny, and I am in just to be absolutely clear, this is just kind of like an intellectual amusing. I am in no way defending this decision. I'm just kind of thinking out loud the interesting thing about that is that in destiny, when you're flying from place to place, like that could legitimately be what your guardian would be doing. Like your, your ghost or whoever is flying the ship or whatever. And you're just like, all right, let me get ready for this next mission. I got my guns check. All right. This thing broke down during my last mission. Get rid of it. Freaking set all this up. All right. This is a, this I'm probably going to need this sort of a setup. I'm probably going to need to use my void powers. Let me go ahead and get, get centered and you know, all that sort of stuff. Do my freaking dark meditations. Whereas like the idea behind the javelin is like, you got a technician, you go back. There's literally a character who's talking about, she's the one who does all your customizations and it doesn't make, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense in life or in, in the world to be customizing the loadout of your javelin while you're flying it. Yeah. But you know what? I don't care. I need it. It's also
1: a video game. Yeah, exactly. So like it does not matter. Right.
0: Uh, and that's why I said, like, absolutely not defending th- that decision, just yeah. kind of thinking out I loud. I think,
1: like, maybe they were going for a Monster Hunter thing where, like, I'm in town, I am doing all this prep. Like, I'm I'm picking up plants and making potions and doing all this stuff, and I'm eating food and, like, getting but ready, crafting
0: right? in this world doesn't feel like crafting in Monster Hunter. It doesn't feel like you're it actually doesn't. bending over the freaking lathe and making a new piece of equipment.
1: Yeah, but, it, but again, too, like, in a game like monster hunter or dauntless you know like uh the the crafting of your item is is something that like you don't make the thing and then go that eh, sucks and then throw it away like you're not making things yeah. constantly it's like oh man i have enough stuff to make that cool new sword from the freaking rib cage of that lizard i killed right so then you go and you're like <laughs> you go and you're like would yes you do? i got this how cool awesome would sword. it
0: be How how awesome would it be if they fixed the problems with engaging a Titan and then made it so you could like carve pieces off of the Titan and then make armor out of it so that you took no damage when people were trying to shoot you. Look like Like, a freaking Yuzon Vong
1: from Star Wars Legends just flying around. It'd be cool. Like, why not? Like that's the question, like, with looter shooter games. I feel like the answer for things should always just be like, why not, right? Because Yeah. the, The the thing that you want the most from games like that is to uh, do cool stuff while looking cool and feeling cool, right? Yep. Like the the three pillars, I think. Uh, and a lot of the games get a lot of the things right and some of them don't. Like Division, yeah. you do pretty cool stuff and it, and you feel pretty cool, at least D- Division 2 from what I've played right now. It's very nice and snappy and you feel like that, but yeah. you don't necessarily look very cool. We'll see if like any of the, you know... Uh, stuff changes you know like if if any of the cosmetics are like really cool um destiny again you do really cool stuff and with a lot of the changes they brought to destiny 2 in the last year you feel freaking awesome like with the new supers and the new exotics and stuff the problem again is the problem is it's lo- really
0: hard to look cool <laughs> yeah well and 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 even if you do look cool you can't enjoy it like you the can- only time you see how cool you look are in really terrible cutscenes, And when you're managing your menu, like or holding a, was a sword third, or yeah. if it was a third, that's true. If you, yeah. if it was in third person, that would be a much bigger thing. I think, um, sure. Which is kind of why I wish that destiny was a third person shooter, but, uh, I, I tend be, to like, I wouldn't be opposed to
1: them having like a toggle like battlefront two. Yeah. You can play either. Um, uh, and then some things you are forced into third. Like when you're playing a hero, you're in third person. And then when you play a specialist, like the rocket trooper or whatever, you're always in third. Yeah. Um but because it gives a different feeling than like being a normal yes. troop, right? But and, and th- but if you like it, that it a, third, you can change it, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a worthwhile uh comment to make that like a lot of games that have at least nowadays, I feel like it was better. I feel like devs were better at this. In like the early 2000s, maybe the teens, uh, games that had you, that that enabled you to switch between first and third person, often one of them would be like, would feel significantly better than the other. And I feel like that's definitely the case now. There were a couple of games, like, honestly, I feel like the, uh, the Jedi Knight series, um, feels really good in first person and third person. Um, but you know, yeah, I don't know. Not 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 every game can do that. Yeah, and so I'm not sure. W- I'm
1: not sure like, what would, I don't know sure if I appreciate. As good, but. right, and uh, and like also, Bungie has never made a third person shooter, right? So like, yeah, yeah, they've made third person shooting mechanics like in Halo, but they've never done a third person shooter, and so yeah, I feel like you know they're they're very very good at making first person shooters feel really good, and so like I I i'm like okay you guys are doing this well but uh, like they, should, they should get with Mike, freaking, one of the um, main problems with anthem is that you rarely feel cool you rarely do anything cool but goddamn if you don't look awesome you know like yeah exactly it's <laughs> like you only got you only got like one of the three things you should probably aim for um and the,
0: i i think yeah. i think from time to time if you the, the problem is that it, it's it's for me and this is why it's not it's not death by a thousand cuts for anthem it's like it's frustration by a thousand cuts it's like yeah half of the stuff that you can do half of the stuff that you can do in the game as any of the classes feels super cool like and and is cool like throwing an inferno grenade as a ranger feels cool freezing somebody with a yeah, frost well, grenade and then blowing them up with a freaking blast again, missile and they just it-
1: explode when it works and when you actually feel strong yes yeah like yeah.
0: but it, but it, there there are things that are that are holding you back from being able to feel that way all the time and those are the things that I think need to get fixed
1: yeah An- another issue I have with it is that at the point I'm in in the game um I don't have anything cool and I've played for like 25 hours right Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and i'm in the end game and at this point i'm like you should have at least given me a taste like i need to know like what i'm going after because so yeah. far the loot and this is like the the most egregious thing you can do in a looter shooter the loot is really boring like i i pick it up and i'm like cool a purple version of the auto rifle i had that is blue and i'm like okay you know like it doesn't it doesn't change the way i play the game and yeah. now i know that some of the legendaries and masterworks are a little like they're different and like they they're like oh it'll it'll do lightning damage like you said or it's a, or it's like oh after you reload it does 50% more damage but even then that's yeah. not all that exciting especially for super high end stuff because diablo has stuff like that but then it has like the next level legendaries where yeah. they're like Every like every ten seconds, you activate this. You know, it's like the Talrasha said. It's like oh, a fireball of that element comes out of the sky, and it's like yeah, that's awesome. And then Destiny has stuff like that too, where it's like or the freaking if you if know. you're
0: if you're a witch doctor, they've got the the homunculus uh thing where like every ten seconds it'll just summon a new sacrificial dog, so you can so like you'll have this one yeah. item that just like enables a completely different set of builds off of having this one yeah. item. I think they needed yeah. they need to, and they need mixing to do and stuff, matching them and stuff they need to do stuff like they like they've done with the artifact weapons in World of Warcraft, where like really early on, they give you like a low level version of a really powerful weapon with those sorts of things because once you start getting Masterworks, like it feels crazy. like the stuff that you can start doing like they're not they're definitely nowhere near as crazy as Diablo, but they are like, oh okay. This is like a significantly powerful, significantly more powerful, this sort of a thing, but like really go nuts with it. like Crank
1: it up. And and again, this is a PVE game. Like you don't have to worry about stuff being, I mean, you have to kind of worry about stuff being a little too strong, but you don't have to worry about things being like maybe slightly stronger than you might think they need to be. Right. Like, yeah. the most the worst thing that, again, you can say about a looter shooter is that the loot is boring. Like, yeah, it's in the name. Like, it should be a core fundamental thing. Like when you get a thing, it should be exciting. Like it, it like when you get not everything should be exciting, obviously. Like you need to get trash to make the cool things more exciting. But like if. If the guns and stuff are gonna be as random as they are, then they need to be like flying at you, like like nuts, right? They you they need to be just throwing guns at you because you know it it you need to you need to have like that thing that that keeps you going, and I don't feel like I have that with with Anthem, and I try to think about like if I compare this to vanilla d1 like the way vanilla d1 was like there are similar issues right there's there were loot issues there were progression yeah, issues Yeah, because co- comparing and... it to difficulty issues but the thing about vanilla d1 that i think separates uh separates this from anthem is that at least vanilla d1 had the vault of glass right and, yeah. and you couldn't beat the campaign and go directly into Vault of Glass. So, like, if you were very motivated and you were digging, like, how the game was, because there were, like, the people that stuck around through Vanilla D1 uh, loved it, right? They loved the game. They saw something really deep in it. And I think there are people like that in, anth- in the Anthem community right now who are being very vocal, and they need to keep being very vocal if they want this yeah. game to be better. Because I, again, I... I feel like I'm trashing on this game a lot, because I am, but it's uh, from a place of love. Like, I want every game I play to be awesome, and I want devs to make the coolest things they can make, but, like, this game needed another year, like, minimum. Uh, And I don't think it was BioWare's decision to release it right now. I definitely do not think that. I think it was probably EA's decision. Like, they were probably like, we have no game coming out in the spring. Kick this out. I don't care if it's ready, right? Which is
0: ridiculous, because apex legends just came out i know but apex was a big
1: gamble like there's so many battle royals apex is gonna come out and no one might have played it right uh it's true but it but the the good news is it paid off but the hype
0: yeah but the hype Uh. was real for anthem so the crazy thing is they kind of inverted like i know people who are like really 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 excited for anthem and haven't picked it up because of the critical reception yeah and it's like a lot
1: of people who are like i'll buy it six months from now because yeah. you know, there's a bunch of stuff coming in March or this month, I should say.
0: Because yeah. now it's March, and, and and it's like if nobody buys it, like there might not be a game to play in six months. You know? <laughs> okay, so I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be overdramatic
1: about here's that. Here's the but thing: like, you get what I mean. I know people are comparing it to Andromeda because they're like, "Oh, Andromeda got abandoned, right? Right after launch." I'm gonna I'm gonna like a, like push away a lot of those fears, uh, specifically because. I play a lot of Battlefront 2. I don't know if people realize that, but uh, Battlefront two, when it launched, I had a lot of the same criticisms that most people had with it, like no progression system, lack of content, uh, like pay to win, straight up, pay to win mechanics, all of that. I mean like, why should I play this? And the one, the one thing that that game had going for it that I think Anthem was also, that it was Star Wars, and you no. are Josh Mobley. <laughs> The one thing that Battlefront 2 had going for it was that all of the stuff surrounding the game sucked, but at its core, playing the game moment to moment, fun as hell. Like, really fun. It was just that when the match ended, you were reminded that like everything else around what you just did wasn't that great. Right? Now, a year later, without any paid DLC, by the way, uh, they've released, like, five new characters, tons of maps, they added, a, they took out all the pay-to-win stuff, they've added tons of skins, they added a real progression system that actually rewards you with the, like, cards and stuff. You can't buy them anymore. They've done all this stuff, and now, a year later, Battlefront 2 is fucking awesome. Like, it's such a good game. And it's it's... It's slowly... you have it on PS4? Huh? You have it on PS4? I have it
0: on PC and PS4.
2: Okay.
0: Um it, tell me it, we'll talk later. I I want to know if I if I should get it, where should I get it? Uh because I, mean, I am interested in trying it out. Yeah, it's much better now. Like it, at launch I
1: definitely was like, "Boy, this is rough." But then when you play it now, it's like they've unlocked so many new they've they've opened up so many cool new things. Like one of they just released Anakin this week. Uh And with that update, they actually did a really cool thing where they've slowly but surely over the course of the year been adding more skins for clone troopers because across uh, not only like the movies, but the cartoon and like comics, there are tons of different looks for clone troopers because based on, you know, whatever battalion or role they're in, you know, they have different armor. They
0: look different, right? You so, know, like your snow troopers you got your exact you know, all that sort so of they've stuff
1: they've been un, they've been slowly but surely adding in all these clone trooper appearances they added in like tons more so like you can pick now like um you can literally pick phase because there are three phases like the clone troopers in attack of the clones do not look like the clone troopers in the clone wars and do not look like the clone troopers in episode three like they have different armor you can pick those armors and also the skins of the of that armor and stuff. Now, like it gets a lot more granular. At least with the clone troopers and stuff, they've added do, like all these different appearances for all the different classes and stuff. Do uh, they
0: have uh, Do they have first order armor? Uh, they have
1: di- a couple of first order appearances, but not as much. Like that's the thing. Like they focus very heavily on the clone troopers because there are so many different designs right for clone troopers i'm just
0: i'm 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 a huge fan of like the original stormtrooper armor the original biker scout armor but like i'm gonna be real there are some design decisions that i'm not huge on from the new star wars films i think the new stormtrooper like the first order trooper armor looks freaking sick i mean that's in there already
1: uh but it depends on you know what era you're playing in Like they don't really take they don't really do any of that with the heroes like I could be in the sequel trilogy and I'm like well time to play Anakin Skywalker you know like because it's the game is like I'm bashing my action figures together is sort of the idea but like yeah uh, making them all smooth but anyway taking this back to Anthem again they spent a whole year on this game that everyone talks talks shit about and still talks shit about to this day because frankly all those people that talk shit haven't played it since then. Andromeda. No, uh, Battlefront.
0: Um, okay, because I was about to say, people do still think that way. I literally brought that up in the news Slack on IGN, and uh, and I think it was Zach was like, uh, how do you kick somebody from uh, from Slack? I was, I was like, I, I started playing Andromeda three days ago, and I actually kind of like it. He's like, uh, excuse me, does anybody know how to remove somebody from Slack, please? Asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> um. it, Andromeda
1: is strange, but like, what i'm trying to bring up with battlefront like why i brought it up is because it had a similar thing like people disliked a lot of things about it and then eventually over the course of the year that dice was given to like just keep adding stuff and they're very yeah. good about releasing roadmaps i think they're going to release a new roadmap like either this month or celebration is next month so i think they're going to release I, a new roadmap but
0: I I don't know that we want to spend like an entire hour talking about just about Anthem, but like the Anthem roadmap is also worth mentioning.
1: Yeah. Like they're adding Uh, things and I'm glad that they've been fixing loot and stuff, but there are just a lot of fundamental issues with it. Like, I think the UI needs to be redesigned from the ground up straight up. Like the UI is bad and unresponsive. Uh, the whole, like I can't equip anything wherever I am. doesn't feel good. Um, the
0: story and you don't even know you don't even know what drops you got even are until yeah. you go back to the base and not only that like this
1: is something i brought up after playing the beta in a video i made and then i thought like am i am I crazy like you know is this actually like a real observation that holds any water and the and the observation is that Not letting you equip things right off the bat and, like, change things out whenever you want actually de-incentivizes experimentation. That's true. You find things that you like, and you're more likely to just stick with that, and when you get, like, a new thing, you're probably not gonna be like, you know... Because if you queue up for a stronghold... Because the barrier to entry is so high. Yeah, and if you queue up for a stronghold and you put all new stuff on you and you're like, wow, I hate all this, you're stuck, like... You have to keep yeah. all that on, right? Whereas, like, you get a gun in Destiny, you immediately go, like, let me put this on real quick, fire it twice, and you're like, "No, nah, this blows, and then you just break it over your knee, right? But, like, <laughs> this, it's like... Yeah. You're stuck with it until, you know, a loading screen happens. Um, and
0: it, it... And that could be at the end of a freaking uh, Stronghold, which could take you, like...
1: 20 a while, minutes. yeah, yeah,
0: 20 to 30 minutes, uh, and then tack on additional minutes for you swapping out your thing. And if yeah. you abandon, then it's like, ugh. yeah, uh,
1: I literally got to the end of a stronghold and then the server crashed on me.
0: I got, t- I got yeah. t- there are definitely bugs in there where, like, I went on the I think it's the first mission where you rescue like Matthias or something, it might have been somebody else but there was there's a there's an area where it's blocked off where they like they don't let you proceed there's this like you know the kind of like stained glass looking thing that is over right. the doorway to the next room while you're clearing out the waves of enemies and that sort of a thing and then we killed all the enemies and it just didn't remove the barriers yeah so we were just stuck in there and it's like these sorts of things happen. It, it is, you know, much like, I don't know that I would say it needed another year, but there's obvious like with the loot changes and it like with this other stuff year. that's getting fixed with the load times that were being patched, even just from, uh, you know, the pre-release to the full launch version of the game. It's like, there's all these little things that are being fixed every couple of days. And it's like, you can see that it like, it needs, it needs more time.
1: Yeah. But, um, i had you know, like I, I literally had a negative ammo from some guns sometimes
0: yeah yeah that's happened like, to me yeah
1: yeah and it, it was so frustrating I think they fixed it but like it was it was very frustrating uh whenever that happened and I just was like i can't i can't take this like i i i don't i don't know how much more of the game I can play another oh and i I just remembered too like another thing I was gonna bring up comparing d1 to or D one
0: vanilla to this. Destiny. I, I just had... wanna, I'm just gonna say yeah. this. I'm just gonna say this real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. D one is Diablo one, not Destiny one. D two is Diablo two, not Destiny two. I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there. Okay. We well, gotta come D1, up with a different. But, vanilla. <laughs> we gotta come up with a different thing for Destiny because it is not gonna replace the freaking D one D two D three thing. Because that's Diablo.
1: I mean, you can do the same thing with Division. You're like D two. Although I call that Div two div right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is funny because that's that's a, that's a uh, that's God of an English... War,
1: Gears of War, it, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, div is like a, an English insult, so sure. I think that's pretty great. You, you div. You, I don't know, whatever. You
1: freaking.
2: <laughs> you uh,
1: got it. The thing with Destiny One, even if you were like, oh, the story sucks and like all this stuff, is like the game is really fun to play, but also after I beat the campaign there is an immense amount of stuff that I can that I can work toward there's actually there's a lot more gameplay diversity in de- in de- even in Destiny 1 vanilla than there is in anthem right now and you have the vault of glass which not only oh, is something you, for you, you... Had the crucible and you had like different things like that exactly and you had patrols and you had like uh, like the exotic bounties that would drop and then you had to do these like long quest lines and stuff And then there's, like, the weekly grind. You had the weekly grind for the strange coins, and then Xur would show up, and then you would be like, oh, I can finally... He finally has that gun I need, you know? That whole thing. That's a good point,
0: because free play in Anthem is basically just world events. Like, there's no patrols. Yeah. Whereas, like, in Destiny, you had both.
1: Yeah. And, And, to top it off, you had the Vault of Glass, which not only was a thing that you had to like strive to get to right you had to you had to level up to at least like level 24 to even go in and and then it was like a level 27 activity like even after that you had to run vault of glass with regularity and you had to play like a good amount to get the weapons and the stuff that was like really cool and unique that that you wanted, right? You're like, I want Fatebringer because it's awesome, right? I want, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the name of the freaking f- the fusion rifle like thing that you got at the end of Vault and Glass. But they had that, and then I was like, oh, I need Praetith, Praetith's uh, you know, Vengeance and stuff. I need like all these guns that are awesome, and like the only way I do it is by doing this high end like sweaty activity that I have to work, not only work towards to get to, but I have to work at. You know, when I actually get there, like there's 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 still things at the end of the tunnel. Anthem doesn't have any of that. Like the 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 light at the end of the tunnel is do this activity until you get enough gear to do the same exact activity on a higher difficulty. Yeah, and and that's it. There's not like a there's not like a a, like a, a version of strongholds or like a thing that I'm getting to at the end that's going to not only like push me and push my creativity and creating these builds and also push my team and like also reward me with really awesome cool stuff. That's going to make the game like fun to play and fun to experiment with. There's none of that. It's all like, just keep doing the same thing. So you can keep doing the same thing. So you can keep doing the same thing. Like there's, there's
0: nothing so, really like there. And- and what you said, like it's, it's it, when you have to go through legitimately, uh, at least three load screens. Cause there's the return to base load screen. Then there's the activate forge load screen, which isn't very long, but is still a thing it's still there. The, then there's the, then there's the exit forge load screen then there's the go to whatever it is that you're doing load screen and if you accidentally back out of forge then you got to freaking have the load screen of getting back into your uh getting back into climbing into your sliding down into your uh into your javelin yeah that sort of thing when you have all of those um as a barrier to entry to stuff like you can't like i can't just be like all right it, the the choice either it, it becomes binary it either becomes i'm going to go with my favorite thing that i know i like or i'm going to go with the highest level thing that i have if it's different yeah and those are the only two choices you're not going to take something weaker because you're going to need every edge you have to beat hard enemies like ursixes and-, and titans and then you're not you know what i mean so like there are certain abilities that like i switched off of super fast just yeah. because Like, it's not the strongest thing, and that basically means there's no reason to equip anything other than your most powerful thing.
1: Yeah, and also, there's, um... God, It, it just escaped me, but, yeah, like... Oh, there's no... Okay, I remember what I was gonna say. There's no, like, way to incrementally... Like, if I get a really cool thing, right, that is... Like, let's say I get a masterwork... Right, which is like yep. the thing everyone wants. And it has like the perfect roll on it, but it's not max power level. Like there's no way for me to upgrade it to max power level. Like in the division, yeah. um, they had a super grindy thing called a recalibration. Which sounds different than what it actually is. Like it sounds like you're changing perks, but that's not what it was. They had a thing for that, but it was called something else. Recalibration was like You had to do weekly activities and get these, like, really rare uh, uh, items called, like, division tech. You needed, like, 50 of them, and you needed, like, tons of credits and, like, tons of stuff. But you could take one of those high-level, like, those items that you were like, this is the perfect role on this SMG. It's awesome. It's got all these things. It's great for my build. And you could incrementally, like, upgrade it by... Pumping in like resources into it, so that you didn't have to be like, "Well, I have to go now find a better version of this perfectly rolled SMG." Right? It, it's yeah. sort of like it's sort of like Infusion and Destiny, but without having another gun. It was just like I'm just pumping currency into it to make it strong.
0: Which, which I actually prefer. Yes, I prefer if, that I, version. I, I to prefer Infusion. that too. Yeah.
1: Um, and they they need to just they need something like that. The game needs. Like, like, where are my exotic abilities? You know what I mean. Like, yeah. Why, why am I Why am I not getting items where it's like, it's a seeking missile, but once it blows up, it turns into like eight grenades. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Get nuts! I want I want you to get nuts with with the abilities. Uh, yeah. None of that's in there. And you know what? It's funny. We've been talking. I mean, they they long have long those.
0: We well, like there there is there are those things. There are like the legendary or masterwork. Um, you know, abilities and that sort of thing. Like those, those do exist. Cause I have one on my ranger. It's just like level 18. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, I haven't seen any of those. And so it's, I, I do think that there need to be, there need to be things where like completing a big landmark quest, like at the end, at the end of each of these, of these kind of quote unquote storylines, which aren't really storylines, but like when you do like the equivalent of like the loyalty quest for whoever, yeah, like, you know, you do, you do the final quest for Yarrow that, that finishes his kind of story arc or something, get something awesome for whatever class that you're rocking. You know what I mean? Like have, have like, he, he runs a Colossus, right? So get like a really cool Colossus thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know. Yeah. And you know what's funny? We've talked about this
1: game for an... This is why I'm saying this game is Death by a Thousand Cuts because we've literally been talking about this game for an hour and we haven't even talked about the story. Yes. (laughs) Like,
0: which... (laughs) also has tons of issues and and but i i will say I, before we before we get into this we're going to criticize some of the story issues God, is this literally going to be an entire podcast about anthony it can't be i i got a bunch I feel of other like I stuff. Could talk, and this another game, a
1: whole other game this game is fascinating because you could i feel like i could talk about it for hours cuz it's like it is it's half-baked like it definitely needed more time they needed to cut things they needed to change a lot and like
0: and I think that the story is an excellent, another excellent example of that because some of the writing in this game is really great, like and Some of it is genuinely not. <laughs> yes, yes, and some of it uh, is bad. Yeah. Like, like, did you see? Did you see Miranda's tweet about like, BioWare not letting us sleep with people? Oh yeah. I saw that too. Uh, There's a moment where Owen is like legit, like leaning back extremely sensually on this couch and smoking, smoking smoking a blunt. (laughs) He's, he's doing like a hookah or something. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, it, it cheats to doing all of these things and then it doesn't do most of them. It does some of them. You know, if you finish the story, there are some really, there are some interesting choices that they make. And then it seems like certain things have far more consequence than they should and other things don't have enough consequence or emphasis that I think that they should. Yeah. Um, but like the character work, like when you're walking through Fort Tarsus and you discover freaking Joe Latrulio, Oh, yeah. Uh, like his character is awesome. Like what happens with Matthias's character like is awesome. Like some of what goes on with Owen's character is really awesome. Some other stuff I'm not as big a fan of. And like, I love Faye. Like Faye is freaking great. Um, see, I'm like the the opposite on this.
1: I don't care about anyone like at all. I feel like they didn't give me any reason to like, I don't know these people. I haven't gotten to know them at all. And they, they want me to think like, Oh, uh, Uh, Faye and and what's his name, Haluk or whatever, Halleck. They're like these are your buds, and I'm like I don't know them. Like, you know what I mean? Like they. Well, and
0: and it's not they know my
1: character, but I am not my character, and also like I don't know who they are. All I know about Faye is that she is you know uh uh, whatever they're called. Yeah, she's like a psychic, and she's really into this radio show. That's it. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't know yeah. anything about her. Like, and then I don't know anything about Haluk other than that one, that one, pretty decent scene where he's like, "All I wanted to be was a freelancer. I don't want to be a teacher." Right? Yeah. Like, I, and I'm I like, like, okay, that. here's a genuine character moment. But like, uh, I feel like the pl- the the plot of the story is just so cookie cutter. To this day, I have zero idea what the villain wanted. I don't know what budget Vader wanted like
0: <laughs>
1: okay that's definitely a potential title like,
0: i don't know that's what he definitely wanted a potential like, title for this episode did he want to be
1: powerful like did he want to destroy Fort? Tar- i'm like what was his goal i have i have zero clue like what what his i mean whole point do it are, are we gonna talk about it because i can tell you what his goal was i mean i he says it in the middle of the last fight when you're like oh cool now i'm fighting diablo but like that
0: it yeah, was which was awesome yeah
1: I, th- I like the aesthetic of, like, that whole last fight. But again, it's just, yes. like, none of this... None of this is, like, cohesive enough. Like,
0: but, but they're, again, well, like and I, said- the, the The hilarious thing... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Just one little quick interjection. The hilarious thing about that is how, like, the boss has, like, three phases, which are cool thematically. But they kind of have loading screens in between them because you have to keep flying between areas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Because it... What, what's funny, too,
1: is, like, you do it in one area... And he yeah. has like certain mechanics, and then you fly to the next area, and they kind of change it up, right? And you're like, okay, which is cool. Yeah, you're like, they're not too different, but they're different enough, you know, to where I'm not getting bored like shooting this guy. And At then least they visually go they back are, to the other area, and they have yeah. similar mechanics, and it's like, oh man, it's like you were almost there, you know, like yeah. this fight was
0: two thirds of the way there, and then it wasn't right. Have the last, have the last thing, have the last section of the fight. Be like the machine goes nuts, and then we're all flying all the time, no cooldown. Yeah, like just, and then we're just like falling through like some abyss, or like do something crazy, like do so, like in this world, the great, the coolest thing about this world is that this world more than almost any other, like more than Diablo, more than Destiny, more than all these other worlds the existence of shaper relics means that you can have stuff that makes literally no sense happen in this world. So like,
1: here's an idea I had. I was talking to some people about the tomb, which I think brings the entire campaign to a grinding halt. Like, even after- Emphasis on grinding. Even after, (laughs) yeah. Even after the change. Like-
0: Which I finished it before the change, so I had the worst version of it.
1: Yeah, you get to a point in the story where like, something halfway interesting happens right and you're like okay you have my attention and then nah. they're like guess what you get to do and, and then it's like you get to go do five world events and open 25 chests and like do this. and you're like oh my god And you then get like to three, go do chores yeah you get to go do chores and then like three hours later it's like we get back to what we were doing like you know in game time like five minutes ago but like the tombs are so disappointing and such literally one room such a waste like i had this idea i was like instead of putting the tombs in the middle of the game for no reason right like what if the strongholds were actual missions in the game because one of them is one of them's literally just the last stage uh and then I was like, make those just missions. And then when the you tombs do is, of the
0: legionnaires would be the strongholds, the yeah.
1: tombs of the legionnaires would be the strongholds. But then what you do is, and like you said, shaper relics don't need to make sense because they can do anything they want. It's like, what if you had this lore where it's like each of these four, you know, or like, you know, people, these famous people, like made these elaborate tombs and they had a shaper relics in them trying to bring themselves back to life. But all they did was like, chain like reverse like revert time or something so then you have an excuse where it's like the strongholds are these four really difficult activities that you do in the end game that you have to work toward unlocking and once you unlock them they're really hard and once you do them once a week like you get a bunch of loot and then the excuse the like lore excuse for them having loot every week is that the shaper relic reverts time and there's loot in there again like that is such yeah. a fundamentally or, more interesting and exciting, not only lore idea, but like gameplay idea that is you, way and more you exciting than having the entire campaign ground to a screeching halt, like right in the middle of it. You well,
0: know and what you I wouldn't mean? even need to do that because, in like one of the first missions that you and Owen have together, they established that the Shaper Relics can f- create things. Like the Shaper Relics create Ursexes yeah. or pull them from some parallel dimension. Yeah. Like, whatever is happening, they can do crazy things. Like, and I, I don't want to spoil something. Cause one of the things that happens is like a really cool moment, but there is something that happens with a character interacting with a shaper relic during the story that like legitimately, like would not be possible in our universe. Like you can do stuff that doesn't even like, like even time travel is like thinking really small. Like with like shape yeah. of relics are the coolest thing in this universe. And a lot of times they are just a mechanic for go gather five things or go gather six things and bring them here and sit them on top of this box. Yeah. And that's it. I
1: mean, all the missions are like that stand in this spot for like five seconds, uh, bring the, the things to the thing or bring the batteries to the thing. Shoot yeah. things like that's literally yeah. it. Uh, but apart from all that too, like, where's my activity mode that's like the rifts in diablo where a shaper like a giant shaper relic is just constantly changing this map this like piece of the map and like every week i go in it's a completely randomized activity i can do that i get
0: loot at the end of like yeah where's something like that right like there, there's a taste of that stuff to come with cataclysms and stuff which are actually going to change the world and things but like i they're not here yet and i but and like, those what, are going to be like what big even end are game the cataclysms because so they haven't even said different. what
1: they are like i've heard multiple people tell me wildly different things about what they are like no one knows i'm like are they public events someone was like oh they're like raids and i'm like are they because i have not heard that at all and, like, other people are telling me, like, other things. I'm like,
0: what even are they? They are limited time world events that we don't really know anything other than that. They are they're, they're exactly. limited time world events that will change the world, that will change the world of the story. They didn't say whether they will permanently alter the environment, but it seemed to cheat to... They are they are actually going to uh, the reason I know about this is because I wrote about it, Um, but they will in in some capacity, they will change the landscape or physics or things like that of the world, whether temporarily or permanently. I don't know whether it's going to be a raid, uh, which is kind of what it looks like. But I was wondering if they might be like world bosses, because it sounds like the cataclysms are going to summon a bunch of crazy stuff like unique monsters that you won't see elsewhere. But I don't know if that means it's going to be like, okay, like in world of Warcraft where you have those flying world bosses that you need like 40 people to beat. Like, I don't know if it's going to be that. And you're just, everybody's going to go into free play and like fight these things. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. They're interesting, but like, we don't know. And in the meantime, what the heck are we doing? Like the game is out. It should be out. (laughs) Back of the box quote. In the meantime, What the heck are we doing?
1: <laughs> oh my god. It's great. Yeah. Uh and I, I, I wanna bring something up too. Um because I know that story was supposed to be like the selling point of this game and that like bioware that's their thing. Yeah. But I feel like the focus on story and the traditional Bioware type of game just It doesn't work like in this genre like at all uh and it and it's starting to make me realize that uh like because in in the destiny community that's been a big thing like everybody wants story they want like you know they want like big sweeping things and i'm just like maybe it just doesn't work you know like fundamentally and if it does work no one's figured it out right
0: because uh, here's the thing like look at like look at bungie like you can criticize halo for what you will but that's a fascinating universe and there have been really cool stories that have been told in it yeah like reach is a great story i think F- halo 4 is a really good story did reach have co-op yes
1: oh but well, i guess they all have co-op but
0: he, hey, except okay for so
1: here's here's the thing on, on
0: a split screen yeah
1: yeah here's the thing that i was thinking about with Destiny's story—it's not that Destiny doesn't have story; it's that the game and the characters, like outside of like the big sweeping plots, like your Forsaken campaigns, right? Yeah, the story itself is kind of like a cat, where you know, like it—you've got to really like. (laughs) I can't wait to see.
0: I don't, and this is coming
1: from someone who does not own a cat, but like based on what I what I've heard, it's like cats like love you if you, like, take the time to, like, get to know them. Like, you put time into them. Dogs, it's like, they see you on the street and they already love you, right? They're, that's why we yeah. love them. But, like, cats are different. Like, cats, I feel like they love you certain develop an understanding people with them. for certain reasons, right? They love certain people for certain reasons and it's because those people put time into them, right? Like, cats rarely love the random person. They always kind of love their owner. Like, they love the one who, like, feeds them and you know all that stuff i feel like the the world of destiny and the characters outside of the sweeping campaigns it's like if you really want to learn about Shax, like there's a whole novel in the menu like about Shax, and there's all this stuff and you can get to know him you know if but if you don't it's cool man like he's gonna maybe say some dialogue to you like at the end of a quest but i guarantee you it's gonna take like 30 seconds right the, th- the thing is that, like, these games, like Destiny and, and all And he's that, gonna say Guardian, like, five times. Yeah, he's gonna say Guardian, like, five times. It's like Kingdom Hearts, we're like, heart, 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 darkness, yeah. heart.
0: Yeah. This one's like Guardian, we're, we're Guardian, gonna, darkness, oh, Guardian. Oh, oh, listener, we're gonna get to it, don't you worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like,
1: with Destiny, if you're really interested in the story, you can pay attention to it. And when the cutscenes come up, you can pay attention to them. The problem with anthem is that there's so many just cutscenes and dialogue lines and choices and things that you're supposed to pay attention to and they are constant like they are thrown at you like just at insane levels it's like every 30 seconds there's another conversation you need to have with someone about something that either makes no sense or like doesn't have any effect on the story but like again, this is a game you're supposed to play with people, and it makes it harder to play with people when you want to care about the story, because your friends won't shut the hell up when you're trying to, like, have conversations and talk to people, and then on top of the loading screens, and on top of, like, everyone's in their own Fort Tarsus running around having different conversations, and then someone's gotta go to the forge, and somebody's gotta craft, and somebody's doing this. It's like a whole 30, 40 minutes before you're off doing another thing. And, like, and then it's another really long loading screen. And then it's something. Like, it. the f- it, game yeah. does not, like, flow well. Especially as, like, it doesn't flow well as a co-op game. It doesn't flow well as a single-player game. It doesn't flow well as, like, a lot of things. Like, and I legitimately... It, it, is,
0: it is a lot like Destiny in that I think this game might legitimately just be bad single-player. Like, I don't know if you've tried to play by yourself, but even on normal, it can get really hairy... Really fast, um, and there's no one to revive you. Which, like, if God help you, if you go up solo against a titan, like, God help you, yeah. Um, like, I've seen people doing it like on the subreddit,
1: but it's like, yeah, okay, it's not fun. You have a a good loadout and you're on easy, you know, yeah, it's like, Like,
0: but that kind of thing, and and I do, I do feel like it is worth uh, you know, repeating. I, we are talking about all these things. I actually like Anthem. Like I, I don't, I think I don't that hate I think that the, the gameplay loop is fun. Like flying around it. Honestly, like, the way that I've described, I may have described it on this show this way before, but if I haven't, um, I've to, I've told this to several people. It is like if you and all of your friends were a bunch of iron mans and war machines flying around in the world of James Cameron's avatar. Like that is what this game is. It is a bunch of crazy wildlife and fighting freaking army men and a bunch of weird mechs and things on a crazy planet and just flying around being like War Machine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's what this game is. If that sounds cool, you're probably going to have a fun time in the moment to moment. It's just there there are, there are non-trivial issues that need to be addressed before I could say that this game is actually great. Yeah. So,
1: um, I if we like, I have a final thought on Anthem. I don't know if you have any other things, but like, I feel like we've t- we've talked about it to death, but like,
0: um, I feel like there's still so much more to there say. Is. But I feel like it's going to be it's going like to be along the same lines. You could write so... a book about this game,
1: like, yes, legitimately. Um, I watched, I don't know if you do this from time to time. I like watching GDC talks, uh, when they're, available I literally just did YouTube. that the other day about, Which one did
0: you watch? um, Oh, which one was it? It was um, something is the oh my god, what was it? It was like some game is the IKEA. That's of literally what games. I was just gonna bring up. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> I watched this yesterday. It's called Why Oh yeah, Dark Dar- Souls, Dark is, Souls the is the IKEA of, of, of,
1: of video games, right? Yes, yes. That idea, was that's such a great talk. The idea is that you corner a specific niche or audience, and you just go hardcore at that audience you don't think about anyone else right and the idea is like you can you can and and the the thing they also bring up is like uh southwest airlines they're like we're gonna launch this economy like plane service and we're gonna have we only have one plane 747s that means we only have to have parts and people that fix seven
0: forty sevens we don't have to think about anything else. You say you save money on training, yeah. you save money on parts, yeah. you get super familiar with the procedure for this one plane and that yeah. is it. Yeah, and they're like You only have, serve the Midwest. Yeah, like, they're like,
1: we only do this and like we have, you know. They only do regional airports. Same not amount any major of seats, hubs. no first class, like all that stuff. And yeah. and it's like it sounds dumb on paper, like it doesn't sound like you'd make as much money, but the fact is like they make they're very successful because they just are really really good at what they do right and they bring up dark souls because it's like dark souls on paper sounds like a game that shouldn't work it's aggressively hard it has one difficulty it has dark souls difficulty you know it's yes. like you can't make it easy you can't make it harder it is what it is. i mean you could you could probably you can make, make it harder, harder if you want to yeah. watch wanna who was it? Things?
0: what's that what's that speedrunner's uh uh name he like speed runs the game with a freaking ladle like there's yeah. a ladle that you can get in the game and he kills everybody with it yeah it's ridiculous it's like, like when you, you do it like you it's want, like but. when you
1: do like nuzlocke and pokemon and stuff like you can yeah. make it harder yeah. organically but there's no built-in
0: difficulty There's no difficulty yeah yeah um, the story isn't that like you have to dig for the story. Like there's all of these things where it's like this it is kind of counterintuitive to what people want in a game, but it services like you were saying, it services a niche market. Yeah. People who want hard and rewarding games, you know. Yeah. And uh,
1: Like yeah. this says it, it's it's called like the idea is called being fit or like being different. And like I'm I have a slide yeah. of it pulled up. It says create a unique and valuable position, serve few needs, serve. Few needs of many customers serve many needs of few customers serve many needs of many customers in a narrow market. The pro I think the main core issue with Anthem is that it, it has an identity crisis. It has no idea what it wants to be like. It wants to be mass effect, but it also wants to be destiny and it also wants to be Diablo and it can't be these things like, me, I the love reason Luke. Diablo
0: is good is because yeah. it's the best at doing that thing. Yeah, it's like
1: what if an action RPG was super awesome for someone to pick up for five minutes, but also super deep for the person that's gonna play it. You know, for yeah, and that's the same kind of like audience, right? But like, they're like, if you like shooters, you don't, you're not gonna like Diablo. Get out, right? It, yeah, it, you know, if you like Gauntlet, it's like sure, but uh. The pro- I think the main problem with... And I like to think about my friend Molly. She loves Bioware. I've, I want to talk to her so bad about Anthem because she loves Bioware. She's played Dragon Age and Mass Effect through, like, multiple times. And uh, I feel like Bioware has made a... And I love looter shooters. Like, if if there's if I get a looter shooter that's, like, awesome to play and has all this stuff, I really don't care if there's a story or not. Sometimes I'd rather case, there wasn't.
0: Like Case in point, Borderlands. Awesome. Which one? story doesn't freaking matter? You cut out. Oh, uh, I said. I said. Case in point, Borderlands. Yeah, Borderlands is the I've, best shooter that I, exists. Yeah,
1: after I've weirdly wanted to re-download Borderlands too,
0: dude. If you bit. do, let me know. Do you have it on right. PC? We'll play it again. I do have it on PC. Yeah,
1: let's freaking do it. Let's do it. Let's get those gold keys off Twitter and just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I probably I mean? still have
0: tons of those. I know. Yeah.
1: I know. I'm, I'm sure there's a wiki somewhere where you can just. There definitely, there, there absolutely is.
0: Yeah, but but the the crazy thing about this is like I am one of those people too. Like I have played every Dragon Age game except for Dragon Age two. I've played every Mass Effect game except for I, I've only played like two or three hours of Andromeda. It's like I am that freaking Bioware person. Like back when Bioware did freaking Baldur's Gate. Like you know what I mean? Like like that's you freaking ah like it's I want it to be. Like I I get what you're saying. And like I'm I'd be interested to hear what Molly says too, but like it it this is a BioWare game that doesn't lean into BioWare's strengths.
1: Yeah. Like and it is- doesn't and it doesn't lean into what it's trying to be either. So like it's like it has its it's it has its foot in like two different things, right? Yeah. Um and so and, and what you end up making without focusing, which is why I think this talk is so interesting, what you end up making is something that no one likes. And I'm not saying no one likes Anthem, but like
0: the people that you're aiming at don't like it because it's it's yeah, it's not going to be an unmitigated win in one category. It's going to be a middling thing in several categories. It's like if someone is is what it ends up being.
1: It's like if someone at Denny's ordered uh, pancakes and someone else ordered a tuna sandwich and the waiter was like, well, we have this thing where we smash those things together and just bring it to you like family style. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to eat that? You'd be like, hell no. Like that. I don't want that at all. It's like it, it it's kind of like but that. Like I I don't
0: I don't I, I wouldn't want to eat it, but I would yeah. want someone at my table to order the pancake tuna yeah. sandwich so that I could look at it. Yeah.
1: Like I and I and I I really want to like Anthem. Like I was very excited for it, but I there I just right now I don't. I look forward to what happens next month and I look forward to the, to to the game it. that it will become when it grows yeah. up. And I look forward to it six months from now to see what it's like. And if it turns into a game, I like. But right now, I would say I, I generally don't like it. And, I, and I've and i had to grapple with that because I, I try to be very positive about games. Like, I think critique is important. And, like, I just don't think that this game works for, like, on a lot of levels. And I, I think it's unfortunate. And we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. Th- I feel like I could keep going, but we should probably not we should talk about other things for sure, because there's a
0: lot of other stuff that that has happened recently. I know. So Um, much. Yeah. There's like Pokemon
1: Uh, and Kingdom Hearts DLC and like all this crap. There's so much.
0: Okay. So what, so what do you want to talk about? Uh, New Pokemon was announced? Yeah. Pokemon Sword
1: and Shield? Who are you going with? Who's your, who's your, your boy
0: Uh, or girl? I, well, you know, it's going to be girl because I always go until I get all three female starters. Cause, you—that's how you get the good starters, man. Yeah. Uh. Oh. I honestly, I don't know. I think all three of them look good. I will probably end up going with Sobble, uh, the water starter. Mhm. Because I typically, I typically, there are not any kind of extant, uh, water Pokemon that I'm a huge fan of that are available in all the games. Um. There are. Uh. So, my favorite Pokemon is Arcanine. So, my I don't need Scorbunny uh, mm-hmm. to have a good fire Pokemon. Because as long as Growlithe or Arcanine are available in the game, like I've got my freaking fire Pokemon set. As far as water Pokemon are concerned, like I've liked a couple of them, but there's none that I really love. So, I just keep trying. Actually, I take that back. If Greninja is in the game... If Froakie is 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 available in the game, which like is a starter from a previous generation, I don't know that he will be. But if Froakie is in there and I can get a Greninja, then I'll do I'll do that as my water, and then I'll go with the Grass starter Grookey. Um. But, it, I mean, unless Bulbasaur is available, in which case I'll do that. But it's like, I'll probably go with the Water starter just because that's a that's a pretty good middle of the road solid pick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, honestly, it depends on what they all evolve into, as well. But we'll see. What what are you uh, what are you doing? <sighs> uh Grookey. You going I've with that grass monkey?
1: I've always been that funky monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh I wonder if that was the reasoning behind it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Uh the reason I've always been very partial to the plant. Pokemon like Bulbasaur is just my boy. Um, I
0: think I think Bulbasaur is like it, Bulbasaur and Growlithe are like my two him. freaking favorites. Look at him. My Bulby boy. I have one. On I went desk. to the Nintendo store in New York and almost bought a Bulbasaur plush, but it didn't look exactly I don't, like what I wanted. I don't Whereas know like where the one this, that you have is like looks really great.
1: Yeah, I don't know where this one came from. Uh, a friend of mine, she was getting rid of like a bunch of stuff and just like she had like Amiibos and like all this crap she used to work at a GameStop so she got like so much free stuff and she had like all the original starter plushes so a couple of us took nice. them and I was like I'm gonna get my Bulby boy so he's over eee. here next to my Jawa tiki mug and my guardian plush
0: and stuff real talk um, I'm gonna do a Everstone run where I don't evolve anyone just mm-hmm. so that I can have a Bulbasaur uh, throughout the entirety of the game cause yeah. like I'm gonna be real with you I don't like Ivysaur or Venusaur Bulbasaur is the nah, only like one em. that I like
1: I like them you know they need love too But I'm I I I have always been partial to plant Pokemon and monkeys are my favorite animal, and so when they showed the fire and then the water one, I'm like, all right, I'm like, I hope the plant one looks cool because like you know that's kind of where my heart is, and they freaking pan up and it's a monkey, I about lost it. I was like, yes, like that's, I was like, you couldn't have it couldn't have been any better. So I'm like, Gurky's my boy.
0: Um, So were you were you a big fan of Chimchar? And Infernape in, uh, I think that was like, what, Pokemon Black? Something like that?
1: Real talk. Uh, I haven't played a mainline Pokemon since Ruby and Sapphire. Ah, uh, okay. So you didn't uh, get...
0: There, there have been monkey starters before. Yeah, was I've a seen them, monkey.
1: and it, it's just been... Uh, like, when Pokemon, I think, Black and White first came out, I was in high school, and my DS uh, broke. Aw. And so I didn't have one for like a year, and that's when everyone... Was playing like everyone on campus was playing it, so I I kind of missed out on that, and then didn't have a 3DS until way later. I have a 2DS over there, um, and like now it's like none of you know none of the games I played a lot of Pokemon Go, but that's not a mainline Pokemon game, and then yeah, uh, so this will be like my return to form, basically. Nice. Uh, and I'm very excited because I love Pokemon. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sounds like a lot of our friends will be getting into it, so there should be a lot of people to trade yeah. with. Now, are you going Sword or are you going Shield? Because I'm probably going Sword. Like.
0: Uh, I'm going to be honest. It's going to depend on if one of them has access to Growlithe or not. Oh, that yeah. will determine it. I mean, you can always trade. There's always the subreddits. Like, there's
1: Pokemon trading subreddits and stuff,
0: so. I mean, sure, but, like, what if I want to be able to natively get something? Sure. I mean, that's just the choice that I've always made. Yeah. So like whichever version has Growlithe in it is the one that I'm getting.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they'll announce ahead of time like all of the Pokemon in it.
0: They typically do let you know at least some of the exclusive ones. I think last time for Sun and Moon, they did tell you these are all the exclusive ones for this version. You just didn't know which ones were good. So like there was like the day Lycanroc, the night Lycanroc. Sun and Moon were also excellent. I didn't play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but I do think that since that, like, the, the two best entries in the Pokemon franchise were on 3DS and Switch. Like, it was Pokemon Sun and Moon, and then uh, Let's Go Pikachu, I think, is the best.
1: You know, it's weird. They
0: didn't keep the um, Pokemon in on I, the field thing. That is my biggest bummer. Now, yeah. it did say not final gameplay, but, like, it definitely looked like randomized battles. I really hope that's not the case, because the catch streaks mm-hmm. in... Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, were like awesome. And you could totally avoid battles, which means you never needed to fight a Zubat in your life if you didn't want to. Like mm-hmm. th- uh, that's my biggest bummer. If if it goes the way that it looks like it's going um, mm-hmm. is that they kind of left that whole mechanic behind, which I think is the best thing about Pokemon Let's Go. Um,
1: but, uh, but we'll see. I got laid off like right around when it came out, so I didn't get to buy it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's really, really good. I'm excited about more Pokemon. And also that's... Uh, yeah, I was wondering like, oh, is that Detective Pikachu trailer, is that second one going to be like, oh, this actually doesn't look very good. It still looks pretty fun. So, it's like, alright. I guess I'm
0: seeing this. See, I feel totally flipped. Um, because the first trailer I thought looked pretty bad. Actually. Um like And when everybody was like, oh, my God, this looks amazing, I'm just like, I don't think we saw the same trailer because it looks like the writing is really stilted, like all that sort of stuff. Like, I didn't think that it looked great at all. Whereas this second trailer, I'm like, all right, all right. Now you're kind of getting me. All I right. mean, it, uh, you can't take... But that song did a lot of the heavy lifting, sure. i being honest.
1: But also, I, I don't think you can take, like little snippets stuff a little too serious no i don't think you can take the universe of pokemon like a little like too seriously right like i think like some of the writing's gonna be ridiculous like there's freaking giant lizards ryan reynolds is a mouse that shoots electricity like you kind of just gotta like let it let it ride and just
0: really enjoy the velveta right because it's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna be cheesy you know Uh, That's an. I mean, that's an excellent. uh, That's an excellent comparison because Velveeta is the crappiest cheese. It's like when I like Pokemon, uh, uh,
1: most profitable IP on earth. You know, is it really? It is. Uh, Star Wars right under it. Uh, And I was like, I'm like when people like get too serious about Star Wars and this is someone who has an entire shelf of crap over there. uh, uh, I'm like, there is a goblin with a laser sword. Like, maybe cool it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, same with Pokemon. It's like, can't take it, like, too seriously. Like, let's just have fun, you know? This isn't a Scorsese may, film. Like, let's just That let's may just be my favorite description of Yoda ever. Yeah, a goblin with a laser sword. Yeah. It's true. Um, Yeah, Pokemon looks cool. Uh, it, it is funny that they're running out of colors. I'm waiting for, like, Pokemon Kaleidoscope and... Uh,
0: and pokemon pokemon reverse kaleidoscope <laughs> yeah reverse normal sight yeah um yeah yeah Should be... yeah it's it's uh it looks cool looks yeah. cool um
1: let's see I'm trying to think of what else because like i know that we want to talk about kingdom hearts but that's definitely got to be what we end on
0: yes uh i i did did you see this thing with thq nordic do we want to talk about this? Yeah. Well, whose idea was that? Uh, apparently, the freaking PR guy or the oh, marketing guy. What a horrible idea. So, as 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 a little bit of backstory. So, THQ Nordic hosted a uh <clears throat> hosted an Ask Me Anything on a site that uh, I'm not going to name, uh, but a site that had been blacklisted by Google for potential child abuse, uh, because it, it hosted, uh, child pornography. This is my understanding of the situation. Now I asked, I asked, uh, around, I looked around and because I wanted to make sure like, okay, is that what this site does? Is that one small part of it? Is it like, or is it like deviant art where it's like, okay, there is some legitimate reason to go here, but also there's some weird freaking stuff here that nobody needs to see. I mean, Um, it
1: is the, it is like the back dens of the surface internet. Yeah. It's about as, it's about as close to like the dark net you get without going on the dark net. Like if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So Anyway, it was basically, um, THQ Nordic was approached and offered, uh, by a moderator of the site or somebody like that by someone who works for the site was offered this opportunity and told that they would take care of all the heavy lifting and they would just need to show up and that sort of a thing. Uh, and then from my understanding, they did it, but then, uh, but then pr- issued an apology for being like, Hey, we didn't know, we didn't do our due diligence on this sort of a thing. Um, here's my question why didn't
1: they just do it on reddit
0: (laughs) yeah yeah or twitter or like it's kind of hard
1: to do that though like reddit actually has like an app specifically for amas
0: which might which is probably why everybody freaking does amas on reddit yeah um but yeah yeah i i don't know but anyway that was that was a not a great
1: whole thing yeah yeah and it's funny because the minute it got announced, everybody's like, "No, stop! Like, don't yeah. do this!" And they just don't did it this. anyway. It's yeah. like, "Oh my god, you guys!" <sighs> that was a see thing.
0: what what else? I'm trying to think. Like, everything has just been completely overshadowed by Anthem because I've I've legitimately been yeah. spending so much freaking time in it. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, other do do we want to yeah. just go to freaking Kingdom Hearts three or do we like? Is there other we stuff? We can. I mean, there's uh,
1: you know, the next Destiny things next week, but like uh i I feel like if you're not uh super tuned in there's nothing um like there's a lot of gamb like it's all like gambit stuff and it's really cool uh and like thorns coming back and like all that stuff but again it's like if you're not uh and then there's zer bounties now and some other stuff so it's like if you're not tuned into that community you're not really gonna it's not gonna be the thing Mm. that brings you back like it's not gonna be like a forsaken thing so it's not like super uh insane um there was a new overwatch character announced also and i haven't played Overwatch oh, that's right in months and i'm kind of thinking about going dipping back in a little bit that's interesting yeah yeah uh he's a new healer right he is uh his primary fire is medic smg it's a three-round burst hit scan weapon that deals damage and then his alternate fire is called biotic launcher which has a completely different ammo than the SMG ammo. It shoots projectiles similar to Zarya's alt fire. So like that, like uh, that ball, but it heals allies. So it's like a, it's like a healing grenade that you shoot out as your alt fire. Um, And then he has like uh, a heal over time effect, like bubble that he can put down. Uh, around people and then he has a his his uh his an ability called an immortality field uh, that sounds awesome which says creates a field that prevents allies from dying they can't go below 20 percent health um i don't know how long it lasts but it's a thing and then his ultimate is a thing called amplification matrix which is basically like a giant
0: what are what is up with all these awesome names for abilities for this guy
1: Yeah, I don't know, Uh, but he has. It's called amplification matrix, and it's a big square like shield that doesn't block uh, incoming damage, but it doubles the damage that goes through it. So like, only for his team or for I assume so. Uh, But it also uh, increases the healing. So like, if you put it up and then like an Ana threw her healing grenade through it, it would double the healing and the damage effect of it. What? Yeah. So interesting. He, he seems so very everyone... cool. He seems like the kind of healer I'd soup. I'd like to get a beer with. So I kind of want to <laughs> jump back in. Um,
0: yeah, I think he's That's only on the good. PTR right now. So okay. Yeah. Is there any uh, any idea when he's going to be coming to the full game? Probably in the next two weeks. They
1: okay. they usually come to the PTR and then they make like some minor tweaks you know to because people play it and they're like oh this is really strong usually like the over when they release new overwatch heroes on the ptr they're always too strong um and so they end up like tuning them down just slightly and then they really then they push them out um so probably i mean it could be next week but i would say probably in the next two weeks it was usually like two weeks on the ptr and then they come out um huh yeah and then, and then the the Destiny thing is next week. Funny enough, it got announced yesterday and comes out next week. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. And then they announced that that you we are getting. So we have another one of these smaller annual pass updates coming in. I want to say July. Um, like June, July-ish, and then in September we're gonna get another like expansion, like a like a bigger like come back to the game kind of expansion
0: nice nice yeah.
1: and honestly like i'm ready to come back i took a two month break and uh it's been nice like getting to do other stuff like i got to play resident evil and a lot more division and some other things so i'm ready to come back because it's just been like all this new stuff they keep releasing it's just been like accumulating so i just have a lot more stuff to do when i come back yeah so
0: and I'm, I'm, like, on the other side where I'm, like, yeah, I'm ready to get into some freaking indie games right now. Like, because I've yeah. been playing so much of, like, big persistent world games. Yeah. I'm just, like, I just need to, like, do something yeah. else. How about I mean, those I was Tetris 99? No. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was playing more Wargroove. Um, I, got, I got sent um, uh, Ape out, so I'm really excited to get into that. I've been, like, totally freaking eyes forward on, on Anthem the entire time. Yeah. Uh, but I did I did get to play a little bit of Odalis, The Dark Call. I don't know if you've seen anything about this. I'll it's like a little it. indie game. It is basically just Castlevania. Um, mm. So, like, people who love Castlevania are like having kind of a glut of those sorts of games. What with um, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is still, I think, my favorite of the those uh, kind of recent games. Yeah. Um, it's also very weird to be playing uh, Odalis where the main character's name is Haggis, which is like just... Haggis. Interesting. Uh, but I'll, I'll have more uh, to share about that later when I've played a little bit more, because I've only played like 15 minutes of it so far. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since we actually played it, but um, both Chris and myself got codes for Jump Force. Uh, he is going to come on the podcast soon. Um, we're trying to hash out details. It should be within the next week or so. Mm. Uh, and we'll have a big discussion about jump force, which I imagine will be very similar to the discussion that Josh and I had, uh, (laughs) just now about Anthem. Uh, because that, that, that even more so than Anthem jump force has like some really inexplicable omissions. Um, but there is, there is like an interesting kind of kernel of something there. So, uh, look forward to that on probably if I had to guess, I don't want to make any, uh, any promises. Cause obviously Chris is super busy. Uh, but I would guess the next episode that you will get will be the jump force episode with Chris on it. It'll be nice to, to have him back on the pod and talking about that. Um, I don't really have anything else I've got a lot of like little things, but they would just be teases for stuff that I want to get into more in depth later when I've actually had more time right. with stuff. And I, I don't know. I may just be moving from this Anthem project into the division two project. Yeah. And so I don't know that I'll get any time to do any of this other stuff, but we will see. Um, is it, is I it weird that an about Anthem ready made
1: to me f- more excited about the division two?
0: A little, cause I I gotta tell you, like I I uh, the f- crazy thing about Anthem is like, despite all of the the criticisms that we levied at it, I think it it may have kind of we'll we'll see because I'm definitely going to play more Division, just it because of my work. Like I, I'm going to, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm really going to miss being able to fly around like as, sure. as, as much as division gets right. Like there are elements of Anthem that I really am going to miss. Have you when played it on them.
1: PC yet or have you played it yeah. at all?
0: Yeah. Okay. Division two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just I played, feel like it's the, super snappy on PC and it feels great.
0: It is. It is. It's good. It's good. I, I did PVP. I did the dark zone. I did, like I did all kinds of stuff because I, I did the, uh, the tips and tricks page for IGN yeah for uh, division two. So uh, that might actually be getting promoted now, but I don't know. Um, but the open beta is out. So if you're, if you're interested in trying out the division two, definitely go check it out. Um, it does feel better than division one. Um, it feels like kind of the refined version that it ended up being, you know, talking yeah. about games like battlefront Two another game that improved a lot over the life cycle like yeah. Warframe and like Destiny and like that, you know, the division definitely has become quite mm-hmm. good. Um, and I think the division two is probably going to be really good. Uh, the the funny thing about that is like the one area that I think Anthem excels at, I think is the division's biggest weakness, which is graphics. I don't think it looks that good. Uh, I think that's the biggest problem with the division two is like, it's a brand new game coming out on PC and even on ultra settings. Like I just, it just doesn't look good. Um, but you yeah. know, you can't, yeah. you can't get everything. You can't get everything you want. And I think that a division does feel good. Uh, so, and the mechanics yeah. are solid and that sort of thing. So, I'm excited to see what that ends up uh, doing.
1: I'm interested to see how their take on a raid.
0: Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, do we want to give uh, the listeners a chance to jet before we get into the... <laughs> Yes, the next thing we're gonna
1: spoil uh, the hell out of Kingdom Hearts three. So, and yeah. honestly, I don't know how we can spoil it because, like, I don't even know what happened.
0: <laughs> I do, and I'm definitely gonna want to talk about a lot of that yeah. stuff. So, there's some stuff I could, yeah, I, uh,
1: I, I, that I like know, and then there's other things where I'm like, I don't remember this person at all, and I don't remember what their deal is. And sure, it's like, okay. yeah. Uh,
0: so let, let's let's go ahead and do the let's do the the sign-off now uh, in case people want to leave and haven't beaten Kingdom Hearts 3. Because I know that there are some people who are listening to this who have not played Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. Yeah. Um, If you... um well, I guess I guess we'll just get into the straight dope. Uh, thank you for joining us for episode one twenty five of the platform. I was gonna I was gonna pitch some stuff that I've been straight doing recently, but I'm just like I'll just fit it into the end se- uh, yeah. sequence anyway. Thanks for joining us for episode one hundred and twenty five of the platformers. If you have opinions on anything we said, let us know on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at ribnax. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at ribnax r i b n a x. You can find me on Twitter
1: at the Jawa Josh. And if you want to hear me ramble a lot about star Wars, you can go to a star Wars or search for long time ago radio on all your favorite podcast services. Last week, we have a new episode coming out next week. All about all about the metric ton of galaxy's edge stuff that came out. That is just like so exciting. Um, We did an entire episode, basically, just about all of the stuff announced at Toy Fair and all the exclusive stuff that you're going to be able to buy at uh, Celebration next month. And we talked about Triple Force Friday, which, boy, howdy, Brian. I don't know if you heard about Triple Force Friday. I did not. So, Force Friday is usually the day all the new toys come out, but this year they're doing something called Triple Force Friday. All the new toys for Episode Nine come out, Mandalorian comes out, and we get a bunch of deets on Jedi Fallen Order all on the same day so Ooh. it's gonna be one hell of a day so we break all i that am very down. excited
0: about jedi fallen order Me i'm really too. hoping i'm really really hoping that it, there's finally gonna be a star wars game coming out that i freaking care about like yeah. that's what i want and the fact that it's coming from respawn is like yeah pretty good evidence yeah. that i'm going respawn, to care about it
1: respawn already makes great games and then playing apex this year just cemented in my mind i was like this is honestly one of the most talented developers working right now and which if that doesn't surprise, get you excited yeah <laughs> about jedi fallen order i don't know what will but yeah
0: it'd be like if somebody told me oh hey guess what Supergiant is making a star wars game it's like that All would right, be awesome. amazing oh my god yeah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like that would be great one of those devs that like show me something they've done that is less than great yeah. like there's nothing they have done that is bad Respawn or even just good
1: yeah so
0: yeah Respawn so
1: could probably sneeze and make a great star wars game so it'll be yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be great um and oh, then also God. uh the, a bunch of like celebration panels got announced and stuff and we're gonna be talking about uh all of that and and they're going to officially reveal. Jedi fallen order next month at celebration. And I will be there and we'll, we'll cover it and all that good stuff. So
0: I can't wait for the freaking trailer. Like even just that, like, I just want to see, I want to see the trailer and I want to see gameplay. I think you're going to get it. I think what you're going to get is a teaser trailer
1: and they're doing a panel. And I think they'll talk about the game a bit. I'd be surprised if they show gameplay, but I feel like they're close enough. Like it, the game supposedly comes out in six months. So they could show gameplay.
0: They, Uh. they, yeah, that's that's and that's what i want they might do maybe they'll do a teaser and then they'll do like a full trailer reveal at the panel or something they have done that before at places like uh san diego comic con or something mostly for movies but i have an interesting theory about it too they've never
1: they've never said who the main character is they've only said like you play a jedi trying to escape order 66 and i'm like what if it's like Jedi Knight and you get to customize a character and all that stuff? Because that would be oh, awesome.
0: That would be interesting. But God, don't freaking don't freaking don't quote get those ahead games of myself, to me. But Jedi yeah. Knight games are like amazing. I know. Yeah. They're fun. All right, well that that right. was where they can find you and what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh if you want to uh follow what I am doing, check out the uh the IGN wiki guides for Anthem, uh for the division two uh, you can also check out I've had breakouts uh, breakout features every day this week um, the uh, the Ryan McCaffrey interview show uh, IGN unfiltered um, for this month was with Bonnie Ross and they talked a lot about Halo and stuff like that I wrote a bunch of features that went up every day this week about uh, the different things that might have happened the alternate histories of what might have happened with the Halo universe had 343 not been formed the reason that uh, 343 is, go- is has been Taken the extra time to make the slipstream engine or the slip space engine, all this sort of stuff. So, if you want details on that, you can check that out on ign.com. Um, you can just search ign unfiltered. You can find the interview and then all my breakouts and features and stuff like that. Um, if you like this show, please review us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you have a good time with the show, be sure to tell friends about it. Um, it really helps us to get new listeners. Uh, there have been there, even though we have been, I, I want to take a moment and thank all of our listeners because even though our release schedule has become like ridiculously erratic because of the nature of all of our lives, how busy all of us are and the availability of co-hosts and the fact that I don't want to do a solo podcast every week, uh, just because like, that's not as fun for me. Like, I mean, this, our discussion about Anthem, maybe you would have liked it more, would have been about 15 minutes of me just talking to myself instead of like bouncing back and forth and remembering new things and all that sort of stuff. I feel like this, this show is stronger with good co-hosts. And so it takes us a little bit longer to get episodes out. But if we can get Josh on, if we can get Chris on or James or Becky or any of these people on, then I think it makes for a stronger experience. So I want to thank all of our listeners out there for being patient. Except uh, for you, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Craig uh, be- because even though our uh, uh, the reason that I can that I can you know be so unabashedly thankful is that even though our our uh, kind of release schedule is so erratic now our listenership hasn't really been like people are still you guys are still uh, listening to the show. you guys are still downloading it and checking it out and i I really really appreciate that. It means a lot i I love making this show it it is it is a lot of work to make it, but I enjoy it. And so I just want to thank you all for, for listening. Um, take a lot of work. It's almost like a job. Yeah. Anyway, from everybody here at the platformers, uh, we hope that you all have a wonderful week, uh, because until next time, uh, we are now going to start talking about kingdom hearts, three spoilers. (laughs) Now is your absolute last opportunity to leave. If you don't want to hear Kingdom Hearts 3 spoilers. Yep. Because we're going to talk about all the spoilers. So, here we go. Spoilers in three, two, one. <laughs> here we go. The tiki bar <laughs> was right, by the way. The what?
1: Uh, so, listeners do not know this. Well, unless you follow me on Twitter, you do not know the story. Like, two or three weeks ago. Maybe it was like three or four weeks ago. Uh, me and my friends... We have a we have a we have a love for the tiki bar, which is very big in the Bay Area. There's a lot of them, and so we went to this tiki bar we had never been to called Forbidden Island. It was in like Oakland. And we're we're hanging out, having drinks, having a good time. I go to the bathroom, and like all the urinals are taken. I go in this stall. I bet you're wondering what does this have to do with Kingdom Hearts? I'm getting there.
0: I go I'm, into this. I'm excited stall. to find
1: out. I go into this stall and I'm like pretty like I'm pretty tipsy. I'm two drinks in and Tiki drinks are pretty strong and like just, you know, doing my business. And I look at the wall and I see this writing on it and I read it. But like it doesn't register right in my inebriated brain. And so I read it like three or four more times. And then I realize that is a goddamn spoiler for Kingdom Hearts 3, a game at which that I did not own yet, like at the time. And then I got really upset. And it ended up being real.
0: <laughs> so what like, the heck was the spoiler? The,
1: it said on the side of the door, uh, it said Sora dies at the end. That's all it said. Which was kind of true.
0: So which, which, by the way, I had totally forgotten about until just now when you reminded me of it. You t- like forgot, I forgot about the Tiki bar? No. N- <laughs> no, I forgot that, that they imply... That he basically sacrifices himself to go get her at the end. Yeah. But then the
1: secret ending makes it... Like, the, the, the secret ending makes it seem like he's not quite dead, right? Yeah. That there's something else going on? But who knows? That secret ending, though, I have a theory about it. I'm wondering if you will have the same theory. Okay. Um... Do we want to I actually need to remember. talk about our thoughts? Because I know you don't actually... I mean, you kind of like Kingdom Hearts reluctantly, but I think that you're not a huge fan of it.
0: I love or loved the parts of Kingdom Hearts that uh, remind me of uh, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, the combat the combat was really good. Um, the was really good. Now it's just I I think that it, I it definitely my my summary of thoughts for Kingdom Hearts are that it peaked at Kingdom Hearts 2 or Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Um and then I think I think this is just a lot like The Last Guardian and Final Fantasy 15 this does not justify the wait. Like which is just another another confirmation to me that like games that have been uh games that we've Can been waiting I, on for a really long time are not worth waiting for. Like Halo like uh Half-Life 3 better never come out. Yeah. Like at
1: this rate, like un- until uh, I have I also have a theory about Half-Life 3. Like every Half-Life has done something really unique and has changed like practically changed the industry. Like the first game it was like storytelling in a first-person perspective, right? And then the second game was very much like um what you could do in first person shooters and like how you could push the envelope with you know things like that three it's like it can't just come out and be a first person shooter right yeah and so I'm wondering like do they wait until like VR is uh, both prominent and like has been experimented on by lots of different studios that are making really awesome experiences and now they can finally make something you know
0: what I mean Um, yeah I don't know so we'll know i mean but we're not you know. here to talk about half-life 5 we're not like, Life uh, freaking three so yeah what what are, what are your general your general takeaways I, of uh King i Harms? thought
1: it was fine uh i i also am i'm under the impression um that this is a game series that i feel very strange about because on one hand i love it like i love final fantasy i love disney and it, this is also a series that I grew up with. Like I played yeah. the the first one came out like right when I was starting high school, and wow, <laughs> I am definitely older than you. Yeah, <laughs> well, it
0: was two thousand four, right? <laughs> yeah this this uh Let me no that's 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 too late. It would have had to have been two thousand two or two thousand three. Two thousand two, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was
1: 12 when Kingdom Hearts came out.
0: The reason I know that is because it came out uh, right after I started college, or or it might not have come out when I started college, but like I was at college. I had my first job at Hollywood Video, and I walked over to the rack of the Game Crazy, and they had this dope cover of this PS2 game, and I was like, "That looks awesome." Donald and Goofy suck. I'm gonna take these three badasses and play with them instead, looking at Sora, Riku, and Kairi. I'm like, yeah. They're, they're, they're like, oh, you can have three people in your party, and that sort of a thing. And it's like, all right, I'm going to leave these Disney jokers in the dust and take these three awesome-looking Final Fantasy Tetsuya Nomura-designed characters and just wreck shop. Couldn't do that. No. Biggest bummer of that game um, is that they stuck you with the two crappiest Disney characters ever to exist. That's, that's, not, that's not true. There are far worse, but still. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, like, there's all those racist Disney
0: characters. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh,
1: yeah. Um, again, I, I love Final Fantasy. I love Disney, things I grew up with. So this game feels like it was made for me, you know? Um yeah. I know that it's bad. Like Kingdom, Okay. Like, Kingdom Hearts has always kind of been bad. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, you either you either absolutely adore it or you just kind of hate it. Like you just don't get it. Right. And I feel like I'm one of those people that just knows that it's not great, but I, I love it anyway, despite all its flaws, despite the really bad writing and the really poor acting and the, I have, yes,
0: I have, I have so many notes, uh, here that, I, I I really I don't know how I can possibly get to all of them, but I really want to, like, just go through them at some point in after we're through like initial thoughts. But two of the of the three first things that I wrote, uh, number two that I wrote was terrible writing. Number three that I wrote is repetitive dialogue, mm-hmm. like heart, incredibly heart, darkness heart. Yes, um, and I have I have like. uh, further on the list is like 90% of dialogue is some variation of the following Sora Donald, goofy. Like everybody always says those three names. They always say it in that order and they say it every time that they see those people, even if they just saw them five minutes ago, like it is so infuriating. Yeah. (laughs)
1: It's a, it's a joke between me and a friend of the show, Matt. We always, we always do that. We go Sora Donald. And then we do like a long pause Goofy. Uh, yeah. I, again, like you either you either like love it despite all its faults, or you just dig it. Again, I I love it like unabashedly. I think that like Kingdom Hearts is like one of those things that like got to me at a really like when you're becoming a teenager. It's a very vulnerable part of your life, right? Um, yeah, they can get you addicted to smoking and drinking and drugs and all that sort yeah, of Kingdom dog. Hearts. Um, but like. Kingdom Hearts was, like, a huge thing for me and my friends, like, when we were growing up. And so we've always had this... We've always kind of known, like, this is silly as all hell, right? This is really stupid. But, like, I just love it, right? Um, And so there was something very sad about finally seeing this end. Uh... And seeing like the 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 seventeen years of like, God, the seventeen years worth of like all these storylines, like most of them coming to a close, like yeah, because like, that's, that's what that I had to wait seventeen years for these damn kids to eat this fruit, like is nuts. Yeah. But it was such a cute moment. Like I I like. It's dumb, but I loved it, right? It was like, oh my God, I can't believe I waited for this moment so long and it's finally here and it's adorable, even though it's poorly written. Uh, Like that, I mean, that's the kind of
0: stuff like- Well, and because of the ending, like they didn't even do it, right? Because he was dead. I mean, (laughs) I think,
1: so here's the thing that I found out. Uh, A friend of mine who has basically 100% of the game said that, uh, because Naminé comes back during the ending. He said okay. that uh, because you do the save and you can go back to the world, they added all of the battle gates to every world where like their combat challenges and stuff. Uh, he said that if you go back to the end of, the, or the final world as it was called, Naminé is there and you can talk to her and she explains how, she explains sort of a thing, like how Kyrie could come back or whatever. Um I have a feeling it has to be like, well, she was in my heart, so I just, you know,
0: gave her Because that's what everything is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stuff kind of just, like, I started to realize in these seven grueling hours I was trying to beat this game last night, I was like, you know, stuff kind of just happens in this series. Like, none of it, they don't need to explain mechanics. They're like, a beam of light came down, and who's there? Oh, it's that character from fucking, you know, that other game. And you're just like, sure.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause Why it's, not? And there's, and there's a lot of things that like, even in like in the canon or like in the lore don't make any sense. Like there's no, there is no way that a, and this is going to sound, I just want to warn you, this is going to be the nerdiest sentence that I've ever said.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There is no way that a depowered Sora from the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3 could fight on even terms with Vanitas. Like there's no way. Yeah. There's no universe in which he can fight against him. And yet, you know, it happens. And it happens in like two minutes. The one part of the finale that
1: I was like, that actually, because despite all that, uh, they do some actually super technically impressive shit
0: in this game. Uh, Like during the final boss fight? And a lot of
1: it happens during the final uh, like four hours, right? The part like I was texting my friend like most of the time and I and we were in the Keyblade graveyard
0: and like everything from the Keyblade graveyard to the end, I think is pretty good, except that they have you fight like literally 13 boss battles. back. I to know. Back. And then every time you kill one, you they
1: have to have this long cut scene. Yep, That part where like I, I where was it's like, like Man, why wouldn't?
0: Marlo- Marluxia it's, is going to attack you while freaking Zexion is like fading away and yeah, uh, uh. yeah. The part of freaking gonna, soap
1: uh, again, opera. It's again. It's like you. I mean, it's it's anime is all hell. Like it, you
0: know. But it's like it's like bad anime. It's not like good anime. Yeah, but sometimes it's all like, the bad, boring garbage from the trash anime. But people that, like trash
1: anime. The same reason true. people like Taco Bell, right? It's like, true. That's true sometimes you want a scorsese movie sometimes you just want to eat taco bell you know
0: like yeah sometimes sometimes you want the freaking the you know to watch freaking gurren login and other times you want to watch freaking attack on titan i get it
1: yeah so like uh but there are some like when when the
0: big heartless like hurricane showed up that's fucking cool like I, I, it's cool, but let me tell you that freaking health bar was about seventy-two sizes too big. <laughs> like, but like that fight was. Ugh.
1: I mean, it wasn't even really a fight. No, not the like little tiny tornado. I'm talking about the giant like. Miasma. Oh, you're talking about the cutscene. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, I'm talking about the actual. I thought you were talking about the actual fight. No, because you fight it. a bunch of those. But like the 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 giant like hurricane freaking hurricane heartless. yes i yes. was texting my friend i think i i think i literally texted him i said yo this uh i said yo this um heartless tornado is like fucking dope or something i don't remember what i said I was like it's metal and yeah. shit what did i say to him
0: when but, um, you get like the billions of freaking keyblades and that sort like that those moments are like legitimately insane
1: yeah um, like, yeah, and then the fight where like all the The boss like, fight where he flips the freaking world sideways like three yeah, that times. That was cool. Um But the the other thing that uh Again, like when when you when you see the character from the mobile game shows up, it took me a minute to figure out who the hell that was supposed to be. Uh yeah, I never I never played that, so I was like, okay, I know. I, n- I played literally. it for like a good 30
0: minutes, and it's fine. Uh I have played all but two of the games three. Yeah. If you count final chapter prologue, so, I didn't play the mobile game. I didn't play dream drop distance and I didn't play dream drop uh, distance. Final, final chapter prologue is like
1: good and very bad at the same time. Like kingdom hearts fans do not like it. Uh, except so for AJ who I know loves it. My yeah. little brother. It's cause the lore in it. Like they add time travel and it just gets so like, it's like it couldn't get any more convoluted, but now there's time travel, right? Yeah, um, so it just gets nuts. But uh, that—that
0: that is one of the things. One of the criticisms. Uh, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll hold up. Were you in the middle of making a point? Because if so, I'll wait uh, to to say this. No, go ahead. So, w- one of my biggest criticisms about this game is that even for somebody who has played, like I have played, we're just gonna go through a list of all the games that I have played. I played uh, Kingdom Hearts One. I played Kingdom Hearts 2. I played Birth by Sleep. I played uh I played 358 over 2 days. Um I watched literally every one of the uh videos that they gave you at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3 which are supposed to recap everything. And I was still lost. Yeah. At like three different points during this game. You the the amount of knowledge that you have to have about this universe it would be like if destiny 2 made zero sense if you didn't read every freaking entry on the freaking website right like and all the books and all that stuff like you not only do you have to have played literally every kingdom hearts game you also have to have watched most of the disney movies that they put in there because especially in the pirates of the caribbean thing There are a lot of things that happen in that, uh, in that Pirates of the Caribbean world that are very specific references or just straight up ripped straight out of the movies, but they don't explain any of the context for any of that stuff. They have a line, the Elizabeth Swan line about her saying King, you know, saying that she could tell Jack what to do. They don't explain any of that, that she's the pirate King or any of that stuff like it just most of this stuff is just out of context pulled from Disney movies or in the frozen one it's just literally the entire movie
1: no the frozen one wasn't it? it was the tangled one that was the entire movie the frozen one starts like in the middle of the movie kind of
0: well yeah yeah it starts when she's running away and that sort of a thing right but then they also do like do you want to build a snowman they freaking do entire Talk musical over it. numbers yeah. <laughs> Like, what is this game? Yeah, they they sing, let it go, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a little cute like 10-second little no, tease they the of, whole like the song. song. No, it's literally the entire song. yeah, but they don't what do the any hell of the is ta- wrong with you people? they don't do
1: any of the tangled songs, which has an objectively better soundtrack. Yes. Like, I it, don't know.
0: Th- there are so many decisions in this game that are like, why did you do that? Like it, it's yeah. so bad. There's so much padding in this game. The pacing is terrible, and then when they actually make you stop, like every five seconds, there are like long cutscenes. Like it's it's in the it's, in
1: the end of the game, yeah.
0: Well, even a, like it is a gauntlet of cutscenes. Yeah, final. And, and you you asked me like when i when i was like wait till you get to the end of the game and you were like wait is there like some metal gear solid 4 thing and it's like well there's kind of like five of those like they're not as long as the metal uh, you know metal Gear solid metal gear solid 4 ending but they're like little miniature versions yeah
1: they don't drop like a like a you know fellowship extended edition on you but still (laughs) no like it's still like but you get a
0: lot of like it's like a lot of five minute three minute things and they freaking (laughs) add up
1: yeah um going back to like the end of the game stuff like the tornado when you when you actually do see the character from the mobile game like i actually really enjoyed the implication of like all those keyblades. cuz the mobile game is an MMO like you you play it and there's other people like you it's like you are one among many keyblade masters it's like the, the sort of the beginning of this universe like when you see the flashbacks Which
0: to me- Feels like it so cheapens what it means to be a Keyblade Master. Like I mean, I know that that was implied with the Keyblade Graveyard, but like, there at the end of the game, it has become such a ridiculous throwaway thing. You're literally throwing hundreds and thousands of Keyblades. I thought that was cool though. At something, I think mechanically it was cool. I think what it does to the, it's like. It's cheapening something while attempting to capitalize on something. It's like, here are the names of all those who have gone before you. Yeah. But in reality, it's just like freaking Cyber Jimbo 999's Keyblades flying in. But that was a cool in. touch. Like, I don't know.
1: I thought that was some, like, near automata shit. Like, that was cool. Okay? Like, I, I, I was into that idea that, like, oh, yeah. all these people playing the mobile game are now helping me beat the game, you know, kind of. Yeah. I was like, "This is awesome." It's 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 the fact that you have to do like eight moments like that, like in the end, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you spinning all those keyblades into the final thing could have been the end of the game, but yeah. It wasn't. It was like, but it wasn't.
0: Then after that, you had to fight like fifteen <laughs> boss battles. Like yeah, what? And and, and it's like 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 what i said before like once you get to the keyblade graveyard i think legitimately m- most of what you do mechanically until the end of the game mechanically focus on that most of what you do from a gameplay perspective from the start of the gra- keyblade graveyard to the end is pretty awesome yeah however the game also forces you to do like th- to do three mandatory mini games in the freaking Winnie the Pooh world, which you think is gonna be a Winnie the Pooh no, those world like option, all the other games. No, you have to do them. No, you can skip
1: it. If you don't do them, you can't leave, right? No, you just leave. You just walk away.
0: <sighs> Damn I it. did them
1: because I'm trying to 100% the game right now. Uh, but, like, you don't have about- to do
0: a base level thing to get the cutscene to get out of that world? No, you just walk away.
1: Uh, Jesus like, Christ. So Winnie the Pooh, like that kind of stuff I've never minded. So, so in then the game. that
0: wasn't clear, which is yeah. a problem.
1: Yeah, I've never actually minded like the Winnie the Pooh or the minigame levels because I feel like they break up the. They break up the pace in like a good way. They let you just kind of relax. The problem I had with the Winnie the Pooh is that it was all just match three games. Like, I didn't mind that, like, the first one was a match three game, but then I was like, oh, there's this other stuff. I wonder what other kind of game it's going to be. Oh, it's just more match three. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that was a bit disappointing.
0: Slightly different mechanics, but the same theme.
1: I was all about the Bistro, though, because, like, Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar movie. So the minute I was like, yo... I get to hang out with Remy and like cook food that's gonna give me bonuses. I was like, this is this is what I'm down for.
0: Was Whereas not. I did the exact opposite. I was like, in no universe am I engaging with this stupid mechanic. Get dude, me out of here. The cooking was, the, and I also just like cooking in
1: real life, so I'm just all about the cooking. But like, uh, the cooking actually had very good benefits. The thing that I didn't like was when every five feet I would walk and someone would yell, "There are some ingredients around here? And I'm like, it's like, shut up. Like I see them.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, this is this. We talked earlier about, I don't know if we actually talked about this, but you and I have talked about this, that, um that one of the criticisms, criticisms levied against Anthem is that it does a ton of telling and almost no, Showing. Yeah. And I think that Kingdom Hearts is like the worst at that. Like of almost any property ever. You're a heart, I'm a heart. Yeah. I I literally stopped playing this game three different times. Yeah. And each time I was like, maybe I should give it some more time, even though I did not want to.
1: Nicole saw some of me like beating the game yesterday off screen, so she doesn't know she doesn't know anything about Kingdom Hearts. Like she saw some of the subtitles and was like, That's terrible writing. But that like I passed that, like she doesn't know anything about Kingdom Hearts, and so she was naming off like all of the characters and stuff. Uh, just based on like looks, uh, and like Aventus was little king because he was like asleep on like a throne, right? Yeah. Uh the my favorite one, the one that had me crying was she called the <laughs> she called the organization 13 members popsicle monks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That is the best." Oh my god! I didn't, wanna, I didn't even tell her what they were really called. I was like, "That's better." Like, yep, yeah. Ugh. Oh my god! Um,
0: so yeah, I now, didn't I, think, now I forever think about
1: popsicle monks. Um, I
0: didn't think that I could possibly find a potentially better title for this episode than Budget Vader, but I think we might have just found it. Popsicle monks, yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I uh. I would I would say overall I I enjoyed the game I I like the combat I think that the um, lucky emblems were very inspired and I liked them more than the uh, like the trinities that you would get in the past the trinities were literally yeah. like push a button this one it was like and it, and it's a very Disney thing because anyone who's like super into um, like disneyland and disney world and stuff you know about hidden mickeys like they are hidden all over the park they're a thing that you look for you know like they they literally sell like books that have check boxes so that you can like literally go around the park and be like oh there it is and like check it off right hidden mickeys are a very disney thing and so like when they changed it to that i thought that was really cool because some of them are really obvious and then other ones are like Three disco balls line up, and it's a Mickey head, right? And it's like that's awesome. Yeah. I lo- I loved that. I thought that was really cool. Um, also, do do you know the mechanics
0: of the hidden ending? Because they no, because I chat. just watched
1: it on YouTube.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so did I. The funny thing about that is, um, <clears throat> so the hidden Mickey's are all over the place. There are ninety of them.
1: I don't yeah. know if you knew that. I have like fifty of them right now.
0: So. If you want to unlock the hidden ending, it is dependent on two things. It is dependent on how many of the hidden Mickeys you have found and what difficulty you're playing on. And the harder the difficulty you're playing on, the fewer of them you need. Right. If you're playing it on easy, you have to find every hidden Mickey to see the hidden ending in-game. If you're playing on medium, you have to find like 50. If, you have, if you're if you playing it on hard or proud mode or whatever, uh, you only have to find 30. Yeah. Um, which Can I is say like that I've always Really interesting. That? What, uh, unlocking hidden endings?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've always kind of hated that. You gotta beat be Halo 1 only... un-
0: Legendary to see the yeah. real
1: ending. The only, the only um, one that I give an exception to is in my favorite game of all time, Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem, because there's an actual... The hidden ending itself has a lore reason for the reason you play it three times in a row, and I don't want to spoil it because the twist mm. is fucking awesome. I think it's legitimately one of the coolest twists in video games ever, and I refuse to spoil it. Um, Do I need to play this game? Dude, Eternal Darkness is like a, a true... Is it, is it only a GameCube or whatever? Only on GameCube. It's never been re-released it's never been anything it's only on gamecube so
0: can you play it on like a dolphin emulator or whatever yeah okay in 4k
1: and all that yeah yeah uh i think it's it, it is still my favorite game of all time and it has one of the coolest secret endings ever and that's like probably the only the only pass to a secret The ending only I'd exception ever give. yeah because it's because there's an actual lore reason built into like the game mechanics for you playing it three times and it sounds weird like what the hell could it possibly be but again i'm I'm just not gonna say it because it's super cool um Mm. cool but i've always hated that and i'm glad that i can just look it up on youtube and i have a theory about the secret ending, but i want to hear what you think it is
0: oh the secret ending yeah (sighs) i mean i freaking beat this game like right after it came out i need to freaking remember what it even is? Is them I mean, waking it up, up on not? the
1: on the streets and it was all rainy.
0: Oh oh oh! It's super obvious. It's super obvious. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It's the Reaper game from the World Ends with You. Yeah, but I no, I thought it was the Verum Rex thing. Nah. He wakes up in freaking Shibuya on that crosswalk, which is the which is the beginning of the World Ends with You, which is another Square Enix game. Which and and it basically it. Uh, the idea of that whole game is you've died. Now you have to play the Reapers game and whoever wins gets to go back to life. I didn't, I never finished it, but uh, yeah. Okay. Well then
1: if that's what that is, because, well, cause the one character looked like the character from
0: the sure. gang. Yeah. So what, I, this but, is what I, I thought. Actually, hold up. Let me, I'll let you talk about this. Let me look this up because it might have been straight up a character from The World Ends With You. Um, But I'll go
1: ahead. The the World Ends With You characters were in Dream Drop Distance. Oh, were they? Yeah. So like, that's the thing. I'm like, is this really The World Ends With You? Like.
0: Have other people said that? Or is it just me who said that? I don't
1: know. I, I, I haven't talked to anyone about it. So I beat it last night at two in the morning. So like, I don't, I don't, uh, I know that they are, they are releasing DLC for the game too. There's apparently a free DLC pack and paid DLC pack. Um, and it's supposed to come out at the end of the year. Uh, and it says the free content will be will offer additional battle gates, post game challenges, and character customization options. Uh, game features, um, but they're saying that like the paid DLC will probably have more story content and might elaborate more on the two endings we see.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it looks like. It looks like he wakes up in Shibuya on that crosswalk where the main character from from uh, from The World Ends With You wakes up. But in The World Ends With You, when he wakes up, he's surrounded by people. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not. <sighs> All right. That's, so that's the way I interpreted it.
1: The, this is what like- I think, right? The secret ending has a name. Yeah. It's called Yazora. Yeah which is the name that Rex calls Sora when he arrives because he thinks he's from the like Final Fantasy weird thing that's in the Toy Story universe, right? Which is
0: crazy because it's not just Final Fantasy because that's a thing that they could do that they have done, but it's not what this is. Also, let me ask you one question. Here's
1: the thing. Like I'm seeing a character from the Virum Rex thing. It's that guy. It's the same guy. It's the guy it's the guy with heterochromia the guy with the yes, who has the red eye and the blue eye who's on the rooftop. He's the character okay. in the Virum Rex thing. So, okay. This is my theory about what all this means, right? I I have a little bit of a theory about why Kingdom Hearts 3 took so long and why there are so many spin-offs and why a lot of this doesn't make any sense, right? Oh my god, is
0: this like are we getting into infowars territory? No, maybe. But uh, <laughs> The Black Helicopters, they
1: came. Uh, They're turning the freaking frogs gay, dude. Yeah, they are. So my theory is that Square was making these games. Kingdom Hearts games sell. Nomura was on Final Fantasy XV for like 10 years. And I think during that time when they didn't really want to make KH3, I think they were probably pumping out these spinoffs so that they could keep Disney on board, right? I think they are possibly going to lose the Disney license, (gasps) but they don't want to lose kingdom hearts because kingdom hearts sells, right? People love it.
0: I love it. Well, and, and not only that, but like birth by sleep had fewer elements of Disney stuff in it and more of an emphasis on like the unique world that's been crafted for kingdom hearts. And, And that's, Ultimately, what's, that's what's one of the super, reasons I think it actually works super well because it feels like one thing instead of a billion things. Yeah,
1: but what's super weird and what I kind of am trying to understand is, uh, so my theory is that what's going to happen is that the universe is going to transition into the Virum Rex universe. Like Virum Rex isn't just a thing that like exists in the Toy Story universe that are, is like... Uh, like, oh haha, ha, isn't it funny that there's like this Final Fantasy thing that like is in this universe. I think like the future of Kingdom Hearts is Verum Rex.
0: Like do you get what can I'm saying? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? You can tell me anything, <laughs> right? With that with that <laughs> with that theory, you have just made me unbelievably happy. Because I literally have a line here in the notes in all caps that says how is the in-game trailer for Rex whatever better than the entirety <laughs> of Kingdom Hearts 3? For Rex whatever. So the Viram Rex trailer that it pops up in literally in the middle of the game is cooler looking than literally anything else. It looks better. It is rendered better. It, the action looks super cool. The Like it has freaking mechs in it. Like it is literally ever, like I want to play Viram Rex like right now like I don't care about anything else like that like that is such an interesting and amazing looking thing that it stood out and I was like whoa 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 why am I playing kingdom hearts 3 why am I not playing this game mm-hmm. and so if that's what they're doing and that was kind of a cheat to that holy crap that could fix this whole problem for me <laughs> <laughs> and and that is like that is a very interesting thing of like you talked about like being kind of bummed out that this is over kingdom hearts is not over the dark seeker saga is over but the 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 problem is that's everything that we've known kingdom hearts to be so there's no idea of what it could possibly be moving forward Mm -hmm. um one would imagine oh it's gonna be disney and final fantasy stuff type stuff again but i mean that would be i would be really interested to see uh, what happens next? So because they do they because of the interaction that they have between Xehanort and uh what's his face, uh the the good guy boss who died, like they they he they they finished the freaking weird chess game that they were playing, which was a basically the dark Seeker saga. and they're like, oh, you want to play this new game? It's super cool. I just heard about it. And it's like it basically implying that like, Xehanort and the other guy are basically, like, the gods of this universe. I don't think that was the implication at all. I I I think it was
1: a fun little poetic uh, thing that I actually really enjoyed. I love, like, weird little framing devices. Like, the game literally starts with them doing that, and then it ends with them kind of remembering like, you know, their friends
0: and like all this shit. But like, so you think it was just them remembering it because it is definitely like, it is like kind of like I a think it's just camera a, I think
1: it's just a poetic framing device. I don't think they were implying that like the chess pieces and stuff, like we're controlling the game because they're like, they're in the game. Like that wouldn't make any sense. You know they what I mean? They are, they are, but at the
0: same, <sighs> do you get what I'm saying? They are, they are, and I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If that's the case, it is definitely a very now, and obviously I wouldn't put this past Kenny. because most of what it does is this, but it, it is a very cheat to camera kind of wink moment, where it's like this is very obvious that like, hey, I surprised you, you know, I yeah. my my pawn that I put out there, Sora, who's like, had his freaking threads of fate tied up with like everyone else who means anything in this universe. And somehow he was able to pull it out in the end, even though there's no legitimate. But I, reason why I, he should I, I have been find it,
1: I find it hard to believe that two children playing a chess game who are also involved in this great cosmic war are like the masterminds while being in it at the same time. Like that's just yeah. too, like it would make sense from Zaynori's perspective. I think his name's to be a, Yeah, I think it was just supposed to be like a cute,
0: like because also the like, oh my, my god, when you first go okay, to like, hold on, hold on a sec. You you just were talking about Eternal Darkness. I just got a notification that my one of my favorite gaming podcasts just did an in depth analysis about Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Well, there you go. Like I literally just got the pop up, which means which means I can't listen to it. Yeah, I have to just go play it. You got to go play it. Um, yeah,
1: because they might spoil it. Yeah. Uh, oh, they will. They will. Yeah. Um, okay, so like when I first got to Scala. Scala La Callum or whatever it's called, <laughs> which I, I looked up because I was like, something's uh, something about this name, right? I looked it up. It's yes. Latin for like scales of heaven.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I was like, is this supposed to be like the meta world from which all worlds come? And that's what which they, they basically Im- say. They imply that. But then at the same time they imply that it's just another world. Like, they were just like, oh, this is just where all the Keyblade Masters fucking chill out. And it's like, is it? Like, or is this literally the nexus of the universe? Because that's
0: what it... That's s- what definitely what it seems like. And the whole yeah. point of him going there with the Key X-Blade... Yeah. Uh, is that's like the whole thing. It's like right. basically I'm gonna ascend into heaven and become god. But like, then that's I was what like, he's trying
1: to do. But then he like goes into Kingdom Hearts, but then he summons it again, and I'm like, I thought we were in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> that's we why this universe there. is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought we were already there. There's um, no rules. There are no rules. Um But anyway, going back to this whole like <laughs> virum rex thing. I think I think that like it's interesting that it's almost like there's a world that's not real within a world. <laughs> right? So then I'm like, what is the implication here? Is it that this is it that the scales of heaven are actually the nexus and then below that are all the Disney worlds and then below that is a whole set of other worlds?
0: you know what i mean like 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 the the darkness worlds where where uh where aqua was hidden or whatever no i am saying like because there is the freaking void because the way that they've
1: previously i'm getting super like uh meta with this all right yeah like the way that they've implied this universe previously like in the first kingdom Hearts game was that it's just worlds right it's just like you have a you have a blank sheet and you throw a bunch of marbles on it like Tons of
0: worlds. Like all of them different, right? And they're all connected through the back doors, which are just weird passageways. Yeah. Which now in Kingdom Hearts 3, they have actually said you were traveling along your like heart strings to connections with other people. Which doesn't make any sense. Because no. how could he have connections with other people without meeting them?
1: Yeah. Like, but whatever. I think the idea was like uh, once you meet which, which them. Which is because like, the, like
0: the whole point in the in the in like the first game is like. Hearts
1: are, like here's the, this is the thing. Hearts are like implied in the Kingdom Hearts universe to like basically be a soul, and like there's a whole discussion about and it, and we actually talked about it in an episode, hooray for anime, when we talked about Ghost in the Shell. It's like, do your does your soul equal all of your memories and experiences? Because like if you you know if you if you if you took all your memories away and all your experiences and dumped someone in a different area, are they really even the same person? Right, like. Do they, do they
0: end up becoming a completely different person, right? With a different well, yeah, personality. I mean, the the, the and like whole argument like, of like, we are the sum of our experiences, yeah. and if you don't have your experiences, then what are you? Exactly. Yeah, so like, yeah. I think that the, the they play with that a little bit, with like the heart.
1: So the idea is like, the why people can like just come back to life is the idea that like, if you and I had grown up uh, like spending, let's just, Quantify it like 75% of our time together over the course of our entire life, and like all of a sudden, you were wiped from existence. I think the idea in the Kingdom Hearts universe is that, like, so much of your memories and who you were is tied up, like, in mine and in my like soul, that I could like will you back to life, right. Like that's at least the implication a, that I get. Which
0: is a fascinating idea, and actually makes me feel pretty close to you. So I just want to say thank you. for That, <laughs> that was fun. All
1: right. Uh, so like, <laughs> what I'm thinking of is previously they'd just been like, yeah, there's all these, there's all these worlds, and they and they constantly <laughs> <I> mean, talk <laughs> about like they all share the same like sky, right? So like you can imagine that like space time is the sky or something, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what they—I just want to say, Josh, you're my friend, and that is my and heart. You're my heart. Um, <laughs> and what they imply is
1: that the scales of heaven, right, is like it is it is the nexus. So it's the nexus from which everything comes. At least everything in the Kingdom Hearts world comes, like, like there so. Could it's, be not, a so bunch it's not so. It's not like scales a net. of heavens,
0: right? It's it's not a web with the nodes being the worlds. Yeah. Which it's is what like, it was implied to be.
1: It's like the whole uh, turtles all the way down thing. Have you heard about that? Uh, uh, there's an Easter... Yeah, like the
0: world is resting on a turtle, and then the, yeah, the turtle's back, and then
1: they ask, like, uh, they ask, like, well, what's the turtle standing on there? Like, another turtle. And then they keep asking, and they're just like, it's just turtles all the way down. You know, like, it never ends. Like, so turtles all the way down is like a saying I... I use a lot. So they they're implying this turtles all the way down thing with Kingdom Hearts, but they're implying at least in Kingdom Hearts 3 that like the scales of heaven is like they say the nexus, at least the nexus of everything in the Kingdom Hearts universe. Every every place you've ever been in Kingdom Hearts is is tied to this place. Now, are there other Because we see like that sea of them, right? Is it like, is this, is it just this one island that all these worlds stem from? Or are all of the, like, and, or are all of these nexuses off in the distance connections to completely different universes, right? Like, that's sort of the question they leave open. But then I'm like, okay, we know that there's a world. We know that Virus Rex sort of exists. Inside of a world, like it's a world you that go exists in, it. in a world. Yeah, you you go in it. So like, like does that mean that there's the the the? It's hard to sit like describe all this without like it's freaking body nested language. realities, is what it so, is. Yeah, so yeah, so it's like there's the there's this Callum, you know, whatever the Scales of Heaven, and then under that is all the Kingdom Hearts stuff. And I think what they're trying to imply is below that is a completely other universe that stems from the Kingdom Hearts universe where the Verum Rex universe exists. And I th- this is what I think that the secret movie is trying to imply is that if we do get another Kingdom Hearts or like when Kingdom Hearts comes back, all of the Disney stuff will still exist in this universe, but we'll never see it again. I think we're moving down into the Verum Rex universe and anything that exists alongside it. And I think what Square is going to try and do is stay as far away from the Disney stuff as possible. Not because they don't want to, but because they probably can't. Like they literally cannot do it anymore. I mean, they might still be able to because, like, there's that there's that other thing after the credits with Maleficent and uh, Pete, where they see the box, right?
0: Yeah. Which what's in the box? Like, well, no, and we still the, yeah. Don't know. There's that whole thing of of where it's like, oh, this character was actually this other guy this whole time, and it's like yeah. there's a lot of weird yeah. stuff. So that's my thing. I'm like, I'm
1: like are they getting away from the Disney stuff or aren't they? Because this whole that whole plot line never got sewn up. But then they're implying that the universe, Kingdom Hearts universe is about to close itself off completely from Final Fantasy and Disney and basically become its own unique thing, which I think is incredibly exciting, if that's what it is. To me, too. Uh, yeah. Because, honestly, even as someone who loves Final Fantasy and loves Disney, like, I like the i enjoy kingdom hearts for what it does like on its own right just
0: yeah i i I don't think that trying to mash those two things together makes either of them stronger
1: like the tuna sandwich pancake we talked about earlier yeah
0: yeah like I, I, i i think that yeah kingdom hearts when it's doing its own thing with your twilight towns and your Traverse Towns and your World That Never Was. Like I think World That Never Was and Twilight Town are cooler than anything they do on any of the Disney Worlds. I I
1: man, I wanted to spend so much time in Twilight Town. Like I love the music. I loved like the cartoons and like the bistro. I'm like, I want to live here. Like this is yeah. where I want to exist. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a cool place. And yeah, all the like mm-hmm. Darkness Worlds and the beaches and like Destiny Islands and stuff. It's like I love all that stuff. Yeah. And like
0: Destiny the, Islands, the freaking the the void, time like I'm the, in a, the world of the darkness. Yeah. Every and time the, the time I'm freaking in the keyblade graveyard.
1: Yeah. And every like, time I'm in a Disney world, I'm just like, all right, let's get through the plot of this movie. But then every time you get to like, you know, the world that never was or something or hollow bastion or hollow bastion, you're always like, OK, now we're going to see like
0: some cool lore crap, you know, like that's the kind of stuff I want. So like when freaking an organization 13 member shows up it's just like all right what's happening yeah although
1: it's like were there, there was like two organization 13s and then oh god
0: yes I know. which I is like, that is that is the dumbest thing yeah. that this did where it's like okay so there was a fake one but that fake one was really so we could set up the real one and it's like no or, the original organization 13 was cool as hell like yeah,
1: well i think that yeah they were like like the implication was that one of them was literally just Xehanort had been, so in Birth by Sleep they set up this whole time travel, you know it's funny the more we talk about it, the more it's starting to make sense to me uh, <laughs> uh, it's like I just had to talk through my thoughts and feelings, um, yeah. I think the idea was that, your heart you had to talk through your heart, heart. I had to talk to my heart uh, in, in Birth by Sleep um, or not birth by sleep, in uh, Dream Drop Distance, they they introduced time travel. And the idea was that Xehanort has been going back in time and finding either younger versions of himself or empty vessels to like put parts of his soul into. So they're like, Hor- so he's cru- doing a
0: freaking He's uh, doing the Voldemort. Horcrux
1: thing, like, from Harry Potter, where you, like, split your soul into multiple pieces, and then you can hide it. Like a lich, right?
0: Yeah. So the idea was w- that... Arguably, literally the coolest thing in fantasy.
1: Yeah. The lich. The lich- liches
0: are pretty dope. Uh, I would definitely become one. <laughs> For sure.
1: Yeah. Well, then you'd be ugly and never die, but hey. You'd but I'd have lich. so
0: much time to read my books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The books that you have chained around your like ethereal form. <laughs> yeah. Um, um anyway, like uh like the idea was that one of the organization thirteens were all vessels for Xehanort's souls. So like all of the people that had the white hair and the yellow eyes, right? Including yep. like the Riku clone and like Terra and all that stuff. Those were all like one of the Organization 13s. And then the other one was the uh empty vessels who whose like hearts had been st- something like that but they were like completely
0: different and then which like in certain cases we already knew like we already yeah. knew about Ze- about uh about uh Ansom uh we already knew about Ze- uh like um Xemnas. and we already knew about Terra like yeah. if you've played the other games like you know you know that like okay Terra has been possessed by Xehanort. that's why he turned into you know is heartless turned into ansem and like all the sort of stuff like that's we already knew that but it's like okay let's take this wide anybody who has ever done this sort of thing isn't isn't like darkness if it's xanort possessing them
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know like riku in the first game and like all this other stuff
1: but anyway uh <laughs> sorry there's just so much going on in it that i'm just like what are they trying to imply and like i don't know i think maybe he like nomora knows the answer but he's just not saying but
0: either that or we are giving them far, far too, too much credit, much credit yeah. which is like the thing that i think that i kind of like it's like the whole thing of like oh god but it, it's like the whole thing of like do you believe in santa claus oh i don't believe what well, well i i want to. yeah i want to like if you're a kid and you're like yeah yeah i believe in santa claus but like deep down you're like Mm, yeah, no, probably not though. Yeah, you know that's not, like though. that's that's the situation that I'm in. It's like it's like yes, yes, yes. I want there to be this awesome overarching thing where like All right. we abandon the the Disney things and we focus on what makes Kingdom Hearts like its own thing. I want that to be real, but I'm just like, man, I I think that might be giving them too much credit. Here's
1: Here's the thing, like if my theory about the Final Fantasy 15 thing and like making all these spinoffs because they needed to keep Disney around, right? Yeah. My theory is that that's why the universe got so overblown. Because when you play Kingdom Hearts 1, it's super simple.
0: Like, yeah, the plot line is very simple. There is one twist, which is that which is that Sora becomes a heartless. And then the magical thing is that he comes back yeah through the power of love basically but it's like very it's pretty straightforward yeah like riku goes dark sora sacrifices himself to save kairi that's kind of it you find out that some some weird dark wizard was trying to capture princesses to to find this elusive magical force or whatever and that's kind of it
1: yeah like the disney princesses were the guardians of light or whatever yeah 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 um
0: and then like oh well then then that that light went to other people and it's like okay well
1: well yeah there's more they keep adding disney princesses man like you know yeah um so like and and then like two it got a little more like you know out of
0: hand but it wasn't i don't think it was that bad like it it was it it was basically just like okay now we in, in addition to having heartless we have nobodies and we have an organization that is made up of nobodies with I think a pretty yeah. reasonable motivation.
1: Like, I, like and, I, and the nobody thing actually makes sense because if you are talking about like uh you know your memories and everything are wiped clean because your soul got taken out or your heart got taken out then what are you?
0: Right? It's like Yeah.
1: You're nobody.
0: And You're then, a shell. You're a yeah. shell of your former self. And, then and you that, want uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then that actual like heart goes on to do something else. But like I, I think that's a cool idea. It's as as like weird and abstract as it is. But then it's like And once they do you, cool stuff with that, like is, the Ansem
0: Zemnus thing and yes, all that sort it of
1: stuff. It is once you get into the spin offs. Once you get into Birth by Sleep, once you get into Chain of Memories and like all these things. that's Oh, I forgot
0: about Chain of Memories. I played that one too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Once you get into all that, it gets way out of hand. And I think Kingdom Hearts 3 couldn't be anything but what it is. Like it needed to wrap up all these things so that we never had to talk about them again. Like, by the way,
0: yeah, the freaking Castle Oblivion twist was so cool. The what? The, the, when 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 you find out that Castle Oblivion was actually the place that Ventus was hidden. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, there's a reason that they went there, but there was no way for them to get him because Aqua was the only one who knew how to get him. She locked it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know whether they cheated to that in, like, Dream Drop Distance or something, but, like, I did not see that coming. So when they showed up at Castle Oblivion and then she, like, unlocked it I and think... reversed the whole thing, I was like, oh, snap. I think there was a
1: whole thing about in Birth by Sleep, like, leaving him there, I think. Was there? I think so. <sighs> but I, I
0: played that back when the ending was of, Yeah, because platform. the
1: ending of, like, Birth by Sleep, uh, has Vanitas, like, cutting out Ventus's heart or whatever, so he's heartless, but then it's, like, oh his my heart got played Sora that... somehow, I don't remember. Yeah. I
0: haven't yeah. played that game in so long. But, yeah, I played that when it came out, which yeah. is a very long time ago.
1: Did you do the, uh, the, uh, 1XP mod trick? Do you remember that? They, in Birth by Sleep, they had an... Because they had, like, abilities you would attach to your gear or whatever. They yeah. had one that was every time you took a footstep, you got an experience point. And oh. so I would literally turn that on, and then I would plug in my PSP, and I would jam a pencil in the stick. You could So you could go to uh,
0: Olympus <laughs> so Coliseum. Did the, so you did the Final Fantasy XII uh, gambit thing. <laughs> Were you just like left the it. witch final fantasy final fantasy 12 there was a situation where you could have so there was there was a this is like really deep cut on final fantasy 12 there is the, the gambit system can make it so that your um it's like the coolest thing about final fantasy 12 and i wish they would incorporate it into other games but the gambit system would give your characters rules for how they would engage in automatically uh initiating combat and stuff there's a section in there where you would find like a necromancer or something who would keep summoning these really weak skeletons. What you could do is you could set it up so that your characters would heal themselves, revive themselves. Like basically set somebody who's like, all right, revive anybody who is dead, heal anybody under half health, uh, attack anyone below this amount of health. And then that's it. So you set the threshold, the health threshold for lower than what the necromancer has, but higher than what the skeletons had, so that your characters would never attack the summoner, but would constantly attack the things that he summoned, and then you just made it so they automatically healed each other constantly and raised each other if anybody died, and then you just leave it overnight, and your your party would grind all on their own against these tiny skeletons, and then you basically wake up the next morning and your team is like gone from level five or seven to like 60 or something and then you just breeze through the rest of the game Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so kind of but what you would do is you would put that mod on you got a you got an experience point for every step you took then you could plug in your PSP uh, and then there was a specific area I remember figuring it out because I found out I could just run in a circle in the opening area of Olympus Coliseum and you'd never hit a wall They're Mm. actually really smart because most of the areas in the game, you can't do that, but you could like barely Hmm. do it in the opening area of Olympus Coliseum. And so you could put your thumbstick at like this really specific angle and you would basically run in a circle like forever, forever. (laughs) And then I took a like newly sharpened pencil and you would just jam it in there and like prop it up on something like a book or something so that it wouldn't move and then you could just leave it there all night and i just and i just did that and then you'd wake up and you'd be like 15 levels higher than you were so you didn't have to grind it was it was actually great uh it helps you get the game a lot faster your hour (laughs) counter was totally inaccurate but like it yeah yeah i remember doing that uh they probably never did did that again for that exact reason because you could just you could just do that. But the
0: bummer is that there's then no way around the freaking need to grind, but whatever. You
1: know what is a weird thing, though, about Kingdom Hearts 3 that literally exists in every other game, I think except Chain of Memories, is there's no Colosseum mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. I, I love the... um
0: yeah what's where's my freaking where's my weird like belted up cloud (laughs) yeah i
1: i (laughs) i really loved the um like list of just challenges that you could just fight your way through and get like gear and level up and stuff like i i always appreciated that and like i was kind of sad that it wasn't there like the battle gates are sort of that but there's so there's not that many of them that's and they're not that hard like I I I liked that Olympus Coliseum. It was like they ranged from just hitting barrels to like fighting lots of enemies in this like gauntlet, and then it went all the way up to like fucking Sephiroth, you know? Like yeah, that, that was cool. Um, and like they you know they got to challenges that like really challenged you, and uh, they didn't they didn't really do yeah. that even anymore. I mean they they did it in like Birth by Sleep too. It wasn't Olympus Coliseum, but they had this like spaceship that you could go to on the map and it had like literally a like a list of missions and as you progress in the game they would add more missions and you would get like rated like one to three stars you know and get rewarded and you get xp and stuff and it was like i I love that kind of shit i don't know why they Mm. uh didn't do that maybe they just felt like they didn't need it because like the game's not super hard but no yeah I think I died once, and it was on Xehanort. <laughs> I died a
0: lot on
1: Xehanort. Oh yeah, but yeah, I th- that final I think... fight is just a cacophony of nonsense. Like, yeah, with his moves. It's like w- when he
0: forces you to go heartless, like when yeah. he forces you into rage mode. I was like, this is baloney.
1: Yeah, that's where I died uh, the first time because you can't heal yeah. in that in that. Yeah, mode. exactly.
0: Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, we're just gonna force you into a into the, a part of the final boss fight where you can't heal. It's like okay.
1: And then All we're right. gonna we're gonna have like 15 Hammer of Dawns come down at like Yep. <laughs> the speed of light. In a giant along. circle. My God.
0: Yeah. I, I died actually, I died a lot, um, but only against Xanort in his different forms. I died a couple of times in the vertical room before he switches it on its side. But I also think that I was underleveled because I was like, I was trying to sprint my way through this game so that I could just be done with it. Um, but anyway, there, there's like a lot of little problems. I don't want to get too nitpicky, but like there's one part where they act like uh, in the San Francisco world where they act like dark Baymax is possessed regular Baymax. Uh, and, and like heroes begging the villain to like, give me back my friend real Baymax is standing right behind him. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was weird. I was like, wait a minute. Like there was definitely a version of this story where like it was a possessed version instead of just one that was made out of machine. But like, there are a lot of like little problems like that. Like it's really, it's really obnoxious. And another San Francisco issue, like in San Francisco, it really highlighted the problem of like in combat, not being able to look at your map. Because, like, a lot of times I'd be in combat and I'd be like, I have no idea what direction I'm supposed to go in. Because there's, like, no signposting. Um, there's there's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff. Also, the, the Kupo Coins system, which is, like, an interesting way to give you, like, a continue. I oh, really the, wish... I never
1: bought one. Ever.
0: Neither did I. But I wish they would have asked me uh, if I wanted to use it before it used it. Because several times... Oh, is it, like,
1: the and in Zelda... Like they just, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So one time, like at the very beginning, uh, like I, I had kind of a baloney death, uh, in the first phase of, um, of the first Xanort fight, because there are like freaking seven fights with Xanort. Um, at the very end, they're all back to back, which is like so ridiculous. Like people complain about having like two or three phase boss fights. This is like legitimately like a seven phase boss fight it just positions between areas. Um, but like I died, I had like some baloney death, um, in the first phase and it took, and it took my freaking Koopa coin when like, I would have much rather saved it for like a boss and, and then used it if I was at like the final phase. So I could have kept going. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Like just little, it's, it's a lot of things, a lot like Anthem. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a criticism of a thousand cuts. Like it's, there are a lot of little problems. There are some big problems too. Like the terrible writing, the writing is awful in this game. Yeah. Do you think the writing gets potentially
1: better if they don't have to, um, if they don't have to cater to all the Disney Disney stuff? Yeah. If they don't have to fit into Disney stuff, like, do you think it potentially gets better? Yes. I Um, I don't know that it gets much better, but I think it
0: gets potentially better. Uh, I think they I think the the fewer number of things that need to get addressed the easier it is to master the smaller number of things that you're doing. Uh-huh. And so I think any paring down that can be done could potentially make the series stronger and yeah. could help it to play towards its strengths, which is what I hope it does. Yeah. Because because having a bunch of Disney properties in this game doesn't really do anything for it. Because and- if you if you are from if you're not familiar with the Disney movies, there is not enough of the movies in the game for you to have experienced the entirety of the movie. That, but if it, you have seen the movies, it brings nothing new to you yeah, that you wouldn't say, get. Like if you've already seen them, the you're
1: just like, oh, I'm doing this again. Like I'm reliving this again. Like I I actually. Um, enjoyed the monsters inc level because it kind of was like a sequel it was like oh yeah. this is after the movie and that was like oh yeah. that's cool like i i like and the same for toy story <laughs> yeah toy story it was like we're in this universe but we're telling a completely unique story in it which like, is
0: what i wish they would have done with yeah. all of them but then with the with many of the other uh worlds it yeah. was just rehashing stuff from like these i was the pirates super, one it is strictly a retelling of the third movie, and yeah. it's like, why did you do that? And also, yeah. three hundred crabs. Oh yeah, like the
1: crabs thing. I was like, you really making me do this? <laughs> yeah, like uh, um, I uh, I did not like the pirates level, um,
0: but I the ship combat wasn't terrible.
1: The ship combat wasn't actually bad. It was pretty good, um, but uh, it
0: was like a light version of uh, of AC uh, four. Yeah. AC4. yeah.
1: It was like super light version of AC4, but yeah. Yeah. Um. I what I think, like this game couldn't have been anything but what it was, you know. So like I understand a lot of criticisms of it, but I think just based on like where Kingdom Hearts has been in the last Jesus Christ almost twenty <laughs> years of its existence, right? Uh, yeah. This game couldn't really have been anything else. But what makes me what what. Uh, this game made me very excited about was the future of the franchise like if anything i think that they might have the potential to tell to like create a really cool a really cool franchise that maybe like doesn't lean on on disney as hard as much as i love disney stuff um maybe doesn't lean super hard on the Disney stuff, but occasionally has like a nod back to it or like a character appears. Yeah. But I think like you said, I think we've agree on Kingdom Hearts is best when it's getting meta as shit. Like Yeah. And I want it to get really meta. Yeah. I would I would love that. Like well, honestly what's the like definition like we, of meta when it goes below that? Like, <laughs> like I, I I don't know. Get something. all Virus Rex in here.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the interesting thing about that is I kind of had the opposite, uh, reaction until we started spitballing on the potential future, uh, for the series that might not involve Disney. Um, which is like, I, like, I don't like, I love Coco. Like I, I enjoy, uh, the, uh, the Incredibles is Disney, right? Or is that DreamWorks? Yeah. It's Pixar. Okay. Yeah. I love the Incredibles. Like I love, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Disney also has now uh, two of my other big property holding companies in it Marvel and and uh, and you know Lucasfilm, which I really enjoy. Like there is a lot that I like about Disney. I don't think it works well with this. It just causes these ridiculous tonal shifts where like in the because like Frozen does not have the same tone as Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean is super dark and they' they're they're straight up joking, uh, in a scene, and then immediately in the following scene, Will Turner gets stabbed in the heart. Like yeah. in this game, like it doesn't make any sense. And and now, so for I, me, this um like this whole game was like was like me washing my hands of the series and being like I, I I can't I can't anymore.
1: Unless like, you see just Kingdom Hearts Four is like all virus Rexed out, then you're like if all right. if,
0: if, if Kingdom Hearts Four drops the disney stuff i'll be very interested um and, and i i want to be clear like it's not because i don't like disney disney offers a lot of stuff that i like in fact i really like the pirates movies but it doesn't make sense in the world that kingdom hearts has created for itself it, do, it doesn't make sense to have this character who is so dumb that he doesn't understand stuff In order to explain stuff to like children and then also conversely to have these super meta super crazy things um, that are happening that we have to talk about
1: for an hour and a half to really get a good grasp on
0: and and the multiverse and and all of this sort of stuff Like, like they just they just don't match up and. So, I mean, I I don't know how many more thoughts you have. I have like maybe two more points that I'd like to make, but we don't have
1: a ton and we've been recording for three hours. (laughs) We really,
0: (laughs) really have. We had a lot to say. It's true. Uh, one thing. So a a couple of closing points. These are just like some issues in my list that we just haven't addressed so far that I I just wanted to, to kind of put down. We've talked about the terrible writing. We've talked about the repetitive dialogue. Um, sometimes the game looks really great and other times it looks like a ps3 remastered game on ps4 um it's you know we talked about the rehashed uh, movies and things like that um apparently i totally missed the fact that you could skip the mini games that sorts of things um they one thing that i just didn't understand was they over the vast majority of things most of which are completely common sense just to make up for how dumb Sora is in this game. And maybe he was dumb in the rest of the games. I don't remember because... He kind of was. I never... I didn't play the remasters. Because I was like, why would oh, I want to replay this? I, I just want to play... pretty much all of them. Yeah. So, a lot of people did. So, I think a lot of people were ready for how cheesy this would be and how bad it would be in certain areas. And I just wasn't. Because I have this... I have these rose-colored glasses. Um you know, of like, oh, I remember Kingdom Hearts 2 being like up there in like my top 10 best games of all time because of like the wisdom form and valor form and like all these transformations and all that stuff that I think makes Kingdom Hearts 2, I still think the best in the series. Um,
1: See, I I think the first one is the best one out of all of them. It had the right amount of uh, like childhood whimsy with the right amount of like darkness with like a very simple plot line that just like made sense. Like it just perfectly made sense. And so,
0: yeah. And, and while two may have been the beginning of them introducing a lot of super crazy meta stuff with like organization 13 and the nobodies and Roxas and all that sort of stuff. I think the things that it did mechanically to move the thing forward with the different forms specifically, is what threw it over the edge for me, where it's like you can equip two keyblades, you can dual wield, you can do these different forms. Like those were the things that I really liked, and I think doing the attractions in this game like took it too far. Um, where it's like, no, I I just wanted the forms. Like, give me back freaking Valor form. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, give me I, back did, wisdom I did. I did miss
1: those. Like, so, like some of them are really cool. Like, I adored the Monsters Inc. Keyblade because the agile claws and the yo yo were fucking awesome like they were yeah legit those were, some of the best weapons
0: in the game uh, yeah. yeah 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 I liked a lot of that and I did end up picking certain ones like if you if you do the pirates keyblade like you just have this giant lance and it was really effective over range and it really helped you kind of close the gap uh between enemies Um, and so I I think that was cool I, I would have liked to have seen that in addition to the forms um, not to replace them um, because sometimes the strongest Keyblade that you have doesn't have necessarily a form that you might want to use or that sort of a thing. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get back to the point I was saying earlier, like they, they over-explain the vast majority of things, which are common sense. And then other things they don't explain at all. Like yeah. it, it, during the, the Keyblade tornado fight, when he dies and then goes, then he comes back. You have to do that fight again? Did Sora go back in time? Was that a repeat of a fight? Why did everyone come up in the same way that they did before and say the exact same thing?
1: I mean, like, like I said, time travel is a thing in the universe. But like, they didn't
0: say that's what they were doing.
1: They didn't say that in the third one, but it's like a thing that... I Again, this is what I mean. This is what I meant when I meant... Like, or what I mean when I said that stuff sort of just happens in Kingdom Hearts and, it, and you just accept it. We're like... Someone just appears and you're like, "Where did they come from?" And you're like, "Who cares? you know it's- and,
0: and yeah, and it's like he he can't so he died then he collected his stupid baloney things that you had to do, which was dumb and then he came back and then he still made the same mistakes you know oh uh, anyway there's there's all that um man I just honestly I, I wish this game was about Riku. <laughs> Like Kingdom Hearts three specifically. I, you know, it's funny uh, when when
1: I was playing, uh, not Dream Drop Distance, because you play as both Riku and Sora. I realized that Riku is actually like the true protagonist of the entire series. He's the one yes. who he and he's the
0: one that in you, Chain of like, Memories too. Have you played Chain of Memories? Yeah, I played, bro. I played all of them multiple okay. times. Like, yeah, so in Chain of Memories, yeah. when you play as Riku, it's like. Yeah, this guy, like, this guy is the guy. He's the one who actually knows what's going on. Yeah, and he
1: actually like grows and changes over the course. Of he's the, the freaking Vegeta
0: series. of Kingdom Hearts. Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the new episode title.
0: Riku is the Vegeta of Riku Kingdom, is Kingdom Hearts. The Vegeta of Kingdom Hearts.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Um. Yeah, like,
1: he he goes through shit. Like he. He goes to the dark side, like you know, yeah. uh, and comes back. Like he realizes he has mistakes. He goes through like emotional trauma, and then he embraces.
0: And he embraces change. both the light and the dark.
1: Yeah, he, well, which it's is like, like a
0: super mature stance.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like he go, he goes through so much change and like self realization and all these things that like, a traditional hero's journey is all about. Sora never goes through any of that stuff. Like, he goes through a lot of things, and he gets very emotional in Kingdom Hearts 3, like, whenever someone gets, like, killed, quote-unquote. But, like, he doesn't really go through the same stuff that, like, Riku did. Like, Riku very much goes through a very traditional hero's journey path and comes out on the other side... I think as a much stronger and much more compelling character, like as a result, yeah. and that Sora just isn't, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But I also think so, part of that is because Sora is kind of just supposed to be an empty vessel for us, you know. Uh,
0: well, which and is you a saddle him and and make it so he has to travel with two really not very intelligent characters and it seems yeah, like everything of all just the people the king's gonna down. send
1: he's gonna send the two doofuses like you know I love and I love not, Goofy and, and Donald but yeah it's like it's it's whatever so I am gonna say though there were parts of again I fucking love this franchise I know it's stupid but I love it And, like, I got to say, when they're doing the final, like, video and they're showing all the worlds, like, at peace and stuff, when they opened the doors (laughs) and Mickey (laughs) walked through (laughs) and he, like, came home (laughs) and, like, Minnie was there and stuff, I was like, God damn, this is really cute. I love this. Like, I was, like, I was really digging it. Um, And Daisy's mad about Donald for, like, a second and then, oh. But that's Daisy. That's Daisy Duck. Like, I loved that. I thought that was great. Uh, And again, I know it's dumb, but I don't care. Like, I don't know. Man, we've talked a long time.
0: (laughs) We really have. We really have. But that's what happens when you get two very passionate boys together to talk about two really kind of uh, conflicting, uh, polarizing games. (laughs) All right. So uh, shall we get out of here? Yes. Yes. Let's do that. We already did our, uh, we already did. Goodbyes. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just say, uh, I, uh, hope all of you, uh, have a wonderful week because, uh, until next time we are out.